2: Welcome to day one of Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year 2017 Spectacular. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined today by Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Hello. This is the first time we've ever podcasted together in this room. All, yeah. all together. Yeah.
3: this is the first time we've podcasted all together in this, about a year.
2: Probably since gear of the year
3: no yeah I think so I think so I, think I don't think we've done another podcast together since last year's gear of the year Matt's been because you guys have been doing the videos at Matt's
2: I don't think you've been down to uh, no. to yeah I suppose
0: I've lived in this house since March and you'd never shut been here shut up April March Moved well, yeah. here in March and you have been here, have you? I know. It's a lovely
2: house.
4: <laughs> Thanks, man. So what's this podcast about?
2: For those new <laughs> to the Guitar Nerds podcast, this is the, uh, firstly, it's the world's number one guitar podcast, obviously, um, but this is our annual spectacular where we run down the best gear of, uh, well, now, last year? year. We normally do this in uh, December, um, but because various members have been away and people have not been around, uh, we're now doing it in January, um, but this is going to be the best gear of 2017. Um It's going to be over the course of five days. So, again, if you're not used to this, strap yourself in for at least five well it's going to be probably at least four hours worth of deliberations Um, we've got plenty of categories categories this year um, are actually the same as the last couple years so day one today we're going to cover 2017's best guitar uh, 2017's listeners choice as voted for by um, our Facebook group tomorrow we're going to be doing uh, 2017's best amp uh, and 2017's weirdest gear day three uh, 2017's best pedal and 2017's best gear of 2016 it's my favourite oh, category I, I do love it's that a classic one. Um, day 4 uh, Thursday we're going to be doing 2017's best bass thing uh, which covers bass guitars amps bass pedals that sort of thing um, and best accessory and then day 5 is our wrap up day where we pick basically our favourite 5 things from the year across all the categories and And the winner gets and the winner gets uh, love and praise love and kisses from all here at Guitar Nerds um, and a whole load of praise
0: I was under the impression Joe was um, going to make a trophy out of paper mache I am we could actually do a physical
2: trophy there
0: is going to be a trophy yeah yeah what if we actually, like, buy just a cheap trophy? No, no, no,
2: I'm going to make it out of, yeah, out of Tracy Island. Use yeah. beer cans. We could, buy, <laughs> we, we could buy a little trophy and then etch the winner in, but and, and then they, yeah. get, they have to send it back, and then we <laughs> the do the, the next game. one in. Oh, that's
3: a great idea. I mean,
2: what if we did a championship belt? Oh, I'm so into a that. A belt is a good I'm idea. I'm so into that. Would
0: we need to put the previous year's winners on it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we have some side plates on it, and we etch... Yeah, so we get those kind of um, chiselled in. Yeah, I'm up for it. Championship belt. That's what we're spending the Patreon money on this year. Yeah, because uh, they're like two grand or something. No, they're <laughs> not. they are. They totally are. Anyway, so day one, we're going to kick off uh, with 2017's best gear and 2017's listener's choice. The way this is going to work is we have um, we approached about 400 companies um, in the run-up to gear of the year this year, and people have been nominating what they want to submit. We've kind of mixed that in with stuff that we've played through the year that maybe hasn't been submitted. Um, and the rules are basically there's one product per company per category so for example there's not going to be two fender guitars in best guitar um where that gets a little confusing is sub brands so we are allowing fender and squire uh gibson and epiphone um there could potentially be prs and prs I- se i guess really you'd deal I with would it allow, i'd allow bands? that i'd allow that because okay. they're different enough i think um, SE I mean, is kind of its own brand, mm, I think. I there isn't, friends, though. There there's isn't. Not. Just to say there isn't. <laughs> but they could.
0: <good. laughs> Potentially. Don't, don't get.
2: Don't get <laughs> Joe, there's plenty of
0: time to get worked up and get annoyed at Mark. You shouldn't be getting annoyed at something that isn't going to happen, though.
2: Yeah. So we've kind of whittled stuff down to. Because obviously we got some stuff submitted that wasn't really appropriate or, you know, we have played and didn't really like. So it's not really worth talking about. So we've whittled it down to a few things that we think are potentials for. Best guitar in this case. Um, and then we're going to talk about it over the course of probably the next hour yeah. um, and work out what we think are the best, fi- certainly the best five, but then also the best three for our bronze, silver and gold oh. uh, trophies. And actually
3: this year has been really good because we, this year out of all the years of Gear of the Year, we've actually tried probably triple the amount of stuff that we've... Yeah, definitely. And we've all been in the same room and tried it at the same time. Yeah, we got together
2: last night just a little insider uh, thing. We got together last night and uh, basically played all of the gear that we physically have and also kind of shared our thoughts. We argued enough then. Well, yeah, we are... Exactly. I think it's going to be spicy this time round because there was some heated debate going on last night. Um, And, yeah, we've kind of uh, made some provisional notes but we haven't fully talked through what we're all going to be kind of backing. So... I think without further ado, we should get into this year's Gear of the Year. I think it's, uh, it's going to be can a good can one. can do it? What, say Gear of the Year? Gear of the Year! Good. I'm going to clip that and use it as a little theme tune in the beginning, probably. Um, so, Best Guitar 2017. Let me read through some. If there's something that's not on this list, by the way, you can always pop it into the list as well. Um, we've all got the spreadsheet in front of us. If there's something that suddenly pops up. You can um, you can stick it in the list. So <laughs> Joe's
3: typing at his computer already. Joe's
2: already... He's <laughs> about to write probably something <laughs> sweary or something to try and catch me off guard. So, the shortlist so far for Best Guitar the Ormsby GTR Goliath, the Fender Ed O'Brien, the Squire Bullet Mustang, the Ernie Ball Sterling James Valentine, the Line 6 Variax Shuriken, the Shergold Masquerader 1 SM01SD, the Epiphone Les Paul SL, the PRS SE Exotic 277 semi Hollow Baritone, the Fidelity Double Standard, and the Chapman ML3 Pro Rabia Signature. Some top guitars there, Boom. I think
3: we'll all oh, agree. Not a Les...
4: Well, there is a Les Paul in there. But no Gibson Les Pauls. <laughs> I, mean, that, yeah. I
3: mean, we should point that out, actually. That's the first... Well, we've yeah, done. The other so year, there the you stuff. go, listeners. There's no
2: Les Paul. Happy! So we got some stick a couple of years ago for putting in the uh, 2016 Les, Les Paul, Les Paul traditional, oh, I think it was. Ah. Um, because people were annoyed that it basically wasn't... It was just a Les Paul. But... I think we made an argument then that the 2016s were so different from the 2015s Mm. that it actually was what people wanted and was worthy of going into the list but this year I think the feeling is that Gibson haven't changed a huge amount with the 2018s mm. to make it worth they're really good
4: they're they're
3: really good I mean I like that you can get a a Les Paul classic for for 1800 quid certainly because you can buy Les Paul from Gibson I mean that's you know <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is always a uh, a nice touch so um, where do we want
2: to start we've all uh, it's worth mentioning we haven't all played everything so people are going to kind of specialise in some stuff and I think it's your job basically to make an argument for why the thing that you like and the thing that you sort of specialise in is worthy of being in the top five or the mm. top three. Um, I want to whittle it down at least to a top five, I think. So that's what we should work on first. Okay. Can I um, can I jump in with three
3: my my top three?
2: Give us nah. one. Give us one that you want to get behind and why you're getting okay. behind it. Why was I, it so good?
3: I'm going to go behind uh, the Chapman ML3 Rabier. Okay. Because I like Rebeer He's a good friend of of mine and and of ours. And when I first played the prototype um, earlier this year, because obviously he's been you know with it since since day one, um, I was just absolutely blown away by the quality. I just think as a guitar, amazingly well built, and just really nice to see a guitar that is baritone, but's not focused on being a metal guitar. It's unique as well as as a baritone. I think the, yeah. the pickup configuration is. Yeah is unique yeah because it's like a mini humbucker in the neck and then a full size humbucker in the bridge Chapman um, own brand pickups which oh, sound really really nice knuckles. no oh, right. not in the pro no, I think he might have put bare knuckles in his but right. they're Chapman guitars in pickups in the, um, the actual like production model but I just think like the actual neck finish. The neck finish reminds me of Music Man. That kind of satin finish, really smooth, really easy to play. Neck somewhere between, you know, it's not too thin, it's not too thick. But it's it's just really nice to play clean. It's got that nice warm, well-rounded in, um, ambient guitar sound to in it. In
4: comparison to a lot of other off-the-shelf baritones, which for me from from the guitar shop Mm. When I think of baritones, I think of the, uh, the Dan Electro and the Gretsch, that sparkle finish bolt-on Gretsch baritone, yeah. both of which, you know, are super cool because they're baritones, but they're not exactly the best quality instruments. Baritones are, are quite a rare commodity
2: these well, days. I, I and. I think... Okay. Last, so, I'm,
0: not sure, I'm not sure I agree with that. I, think I mean, that there's, there's literally
2: another one on this list. Well, yeah, yeah, I know there is. I think I know that, there is. I think yeah, that but both this year. The,
0: the last the last couple of years, we've seen a real, um, what's the word? I don't want to say resurgence, but I, I think companies are starting to take baritones seriously as opposed to a bit of a novelty instrument where it was made in... Kind of as not I, I wouldn't say a joke but it was made to as a like an appeasement you know they they wanted to have a baritone but maybe not a lot of thought went into it I'm, yeah, sure. I, and I'm thinking of you know a few years ago maybe something like do you remember there was like a les Paul baritone mm. and there was that gretch baritone which you know was a bit like which i don't mean to talk smack but it had, it had a Bixby on which just well, seems
3: also so weird the so funny thing was that is it was actually a base 6 and then they went oh, no
4: one's really buying yeah, it so yeah, they, well, they put baritone strings
3: yeah, yeah. on it yeah. yeah they
4: tuned, yeah. yeah, they ended up tuning I, it B to B I think uh, the, the, the change might have come in you know uh, sort of the, the metal adoption of the baritone like Completely. architects getting signature sort of baritone guitars from mayonnaise and stuff that yeah. uh, i think that's and that's kind of what this i know
3: you say it's not a metal guitar but ribier is well yeah predominantly a, uh, a metal yeah. style but i guitarist. think he's designed it in in mind to be much more versatile than that you know it doesn't necessarily like oh, i'm just gonna stick it you know it sounds good clean i think the problem is with some of the older ones you know like the Gretsch talked about just they they just don't feel amazing and they don't necessarily like sound like the wood is the best quality where the the Chapman feels and sounds like it's just really well put together guitar. Whether you play metal or not I think it's just a nice baritone to
2: My argument would always be that before baritone guitars up until the last few years like you say haven't really generally been designed for the metal market. They've always been designed for kind of surf rock type yeah. stuff. stuff um, and they have I think they've always been aimed they've always been pitched as a second guitar you know uh, things like the the Gretsch um, and Dan Electros in the past they've always been yeah they're cheap guitars because probably it's not going to be your main guitar whereas I think yeah. this the difference with this is you know it's 1200 quid it is designed to be your main guitar yeah. um, mm-hmm. and it's designed with that in mind metal players who want to play uh, in baritone um, but don't want to... If, I mean, there's not really many other options, yeah. is there? Um, certainly not uh, that kind of style. And then,
3: no. um, I mean, basically, just so, you know, everyone gets an idea who... I know um, a couple of people didn't try it, so quick rundown, 11.99, um, solid flame maple top, so it's not a veneer, it's not, you know, it's a proper solid top. It's a Telecaster body shape. It's, yeah, like a Teddy body shape. Uh, it's, like it's a, a T-style pattern. shape. Oh, T-style. Course, yeah. <laughs> uh, Grav-Tech nut. Um, comes with NYXL straight out of the factory um, yeah Chapman humbuckers coil tap well five way super switch with coil split um, locking machine heads hard case is that trem? it is a trem isn't no, it? no it's a hardtail yeah is it's a it hardtail yeah. it looks a bit like a trem it's it? a hip that- shot so it's um, is it hip shot? oh no they're the, they're the tuners it's definitely a trem there's definitely a trem on there no not the baritone it's not yeah, they they make a normal scale length as well. Uh, okay. So is that what you're looking at? at I
0: must be on the wrong guitar. Yeah, so yeah. they
3: they make a they make a standard beer. um Gotcha. Chapman. Yeah, the the standard one's got a trim on it, but it looks. Of yeah, um, but the baritone is hardtail. Yes, gotcha. But it's really Apologies. nice. You know, I just think. I, I, I that the same price. Yeah. A I,
2: quick a quick aside here, um and this comes down to when we get round to the final voting. Chapman also did submit this is a guitar that we played this year and really liked Chapman yeah. also submitted an ML1 Pro, Pro yeah. mm. um, when we get down to the final voting is the fact that this guitar is a baritone going to
3: have a negative impact on its place in the ranking I don't absolutely. think so absolutely not I, I think, think so I think because Baritones becoming the n- new standard tuning. No, everyone's it every, every, is
4: everyone's doing but, but, a, but everyone it. it's the doing people who aren't playing sort of the same thing that they were playing in
0: 1992.
3: Yeah, I think, but, I well think most people
0: are. I But I also would say, I, why would this be? Why would this? Uh, the fact that this baritone be held against it when think about four or five years ago. When we put the uh, Squire base six through. I just think
2: the... I think the competition this year... Because that was a bit of a novelty. I think the competition that's, that's this not year is thought. very strong. So think of strong. the baritone as being a negative... Oh, no, I just think that when we get down to the final five, or wow. the fi- choosing the final three... I, or are we going to pick something that most players won't want?
4: I think, when when I was looking at this list, I was trying to think about it. I was trying to future-proof our decisions this year. Because, you know, a lot of the time we've had a couple of, and we've all admitted, like lame ducks, like stuff that has been real flash in the pan things that we've selected as Gear of the Year and then no one even remembers yeah. what it was the next year. Yeah, who I remembers think,
0: the ESA? Oh yeah, oh God. God. The ES8. Who's using I, I think
4: looking at this looking at this list, kind of the, <laughs> the beer B-A baritone, even though sort of some of the others some of the other guitars I might prefer slightly, this is this is absolutely the guitar I'll remember from this year. I think this was probably the most progressive instrument out of everything that we're having a butcher's at.
0: Okay. Can oh, I yeah. can I throw uh, I some criticism at it and I realised that this is the sort of thing that people always get annoyed about I'm never gonna I, would, I will never play a guitar
4: that is red with a flame maple top I don't really like the finish either I like that it's satin um, yeah and, and I've always liked like traditional shapes with Kind of with like a modern edge. I like that mix of stuff. I, I, liked, re- I really like the body Toshin shape.
2: Abassi. I yeah. like the body shape yeah. a lot. <laughs>
0: it's a telecaster oh, Well,
2: I know, but it's not though, is it? I mean, it is a telly, but it's got some modern twists. Yeah, sure. thing about if it that, was satin black, I'd be well into it. I, must I see. Admit. I
0: think that the I think that the regular scale length one um, is more. I probably still wouldn't play it because it's a flame top, and I just I just don't like yeah. a flame top, it, yeah, yeah. regardless of the brand um i just think it's i mean maybe it's just because this is the first year that it's come out hopefully well, it's also
4: a signature model so it's, sure, it's, but it's, I, it's his finish like i don't think any company in their right mind would choose satin flame red as like a finish if you want lots I mean, of people to be, play an instant. we're going to
3: be talking about prs
4: in a minute yeah. and you
3: know <laughs> I, well, I think this is the thing it's unfortunately i think to probably maybe keep price down and you know with production they've stuck with one colour which is I shorts, agreed. Of course, which I, th- I, I, I also personally think is a shame because I think the satin black on the standard one looks really nice but actually I think maybe just non-flame non maybe or just but then I guess gets, it- like, well, they want to put a solid cap on it and you're not going to put a solid cap of mahogany on like her padauk But but
2: also, I guess I just... I think it's to see how it goes. You know, start with the colour that Revere uses and Revere wants, and then if if it takes off, then you can offer more models. What I was going to say quickly about the body shape, going back to that, is yes, it is a Telecaster, but one of my worst things in guitar design is when people take a traditional body shape, try and kind of metal metal it up and do it badly, that can go Mm. very, very, very wrong. And that's not the case here. It looks great because it doesn't... It doesn't go too far from the telly format, but they, the things they've tweaked
3: are the right amount of tweaking. And, and it's one of those guitars that, even though it's a long scalex, doesn't feel like you're playing something with like a ridiculous yeah. long neck on it. Yeah, yeah it's like sure. when you play a Firebird or something like that, you're like, God, my arm feels like it's miles away. Yeah, because it's just, just it feels really natural. Definitely, definitely.
2: Um, so we think that for the moment, that's going to hang on the list. That's not one that we're uh, we're discounting straight oh, that's away. A great, guitar.
3: Um, do you want to compare it
0: up against the uh, the other baritone in the list? I, yeah. I, we should, I, think,
2: I think we should do that. That's a good a good yeah. shout because I think there's probably only room for one baritone on the list, um, and they're both. I mean, they're very, very different. So I mean, yeah. there may not... You know, we might decide that this is absolutely cannot go from the list. Okay, so the PRS SE
4: 277. This is the, the baritone. This is part of the exotic line of PRS SEs that was released this year. Yep. Now, like, being the only one that still works in a guitar shop, I've not seen a range of guitars come in and go out as quickly as the PRS Exotics did. Like, across the board, as a full range of guitars. And I think that was that was because these were like super unique unusual finishes for prs that looked incredibly premium and kind of sounded great they're all great names you know but like zebrawood tops that was that was cool it's such a boutique thing and they were all 699 pounds which was which was remarkable and i thought 699 pounds for like a baritone zebrawood semi-hollow prs with p90s that's that's awesome that's incredible that's something that 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 was completely new to the marketplace, and I don't think I don't think the guitar-buying public have had access to instruments of this quality that were this unique at this sort of price point before. For that reason, uh, and I think the exotics will will again. They're like a, a range that will be like, yeah, 2017 was the year that these PRS exotics came out, and they might stand the test of time.
2: My argument for this perhaps not staying on the list uh-huh. is that they are they were a limited edition, and by the sound of things. You, they've all sold out now absolutely, right absolutely yeah
4: they, it, it, in virtually a month
2: I think it's it's been worth us having them on this list to talk about them because they you know they are fantastic they look incredible Um the exotic woods definitely give it a touch that you know it doesn't look like a 700 pound guitar it looks far no, yeah, more expensive yeah. than that Um but the fact that they are limited edition yeah maybe means that we I I don't feel comfortable with
3: them staying on the list. Yeah, because in one way, you want someone to listen to this and go, I'm just going to buy all the... Well, the second-hand time. markets do exist. That's true, but I don't think you're going to see them second-hand. Well, no, because no, I think they're great guitars, so I don't think you're going to see them second-hand very soon. The only thing I would say, and I'm not 100% sure on this, are they made in the same factory? Because the, the SEs are made in world guitars, and yeah. Chapman are also made world guitars. So one thing is, that it's a big. There's a pretty sizable price difference between.
2: That is true, and I think at six nine nine, you know, that's pretty incredible. But I think they they do feel
3: like a cheaper guitar compared to the Chapman's. The Chapman's. Yeah, I would that, agree. Yeah, the, I think the, the Chapman, Chapman it, to me, the Chapman actually feels like a more expensive. Yeah. Like boutique guitar. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah.
2: It's impressive what they've done to be able to create that kind of. Pro Series um, in Korea, but you know they feel
3: like you say like a, a more much yeah, more expensive. It's, it's, sometimes on that P- on those PRSs, it's like the neck lacquer to me feels a bit thick and they're very kind glossy. Of right. which yeah. is, they are. They are.
2: Which can be hit and miss. Some players really like that. Some don't yeah, like yeah. that and at all, and they would much rather kind of almost like painted neck
4: feel. I think a lot of PRS
2: players are, are used to that sort of gloss
4: feel. I think that's kind of in line with what they do. I, I would accept this one going from the list. I'm happy that it's almost had a mention. I think it would have lasted longer if it wasn't for the beer baritone. I think that's a, it's such a strong guitar that when you... Because they're both baritones, when you compare them... Yeah, the uh, and, and of course there is a what, a £600, £500 price difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I, them. I think one thing... It, they are great guitars, these PRSs.
0: See, I kind of disagree with what you've just said there, in that if it wasn't for the beer they'd still be sticking around i actually don't i didn't like those guitars even in comparison to the standard the non-limited uh-huh. edition that just the actual 277 seven baritones i think the, the normal 277 seven baritones look better i again i think this comes from my own personal dislike of that the exotic flashy wood exotic yeah. wood. I mean, one of them. Which was it? The was it a spotted maple? Yeah, was One of the worst looking things I've <laughs> ever
4: seen. Uh, sported oh, maples no, no, no.
2: definitely heal I me mean, Some could, people love it. Was, it. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah.
4: I couldn't. I, I just thought it looked, I, looked. It all. Oh, yeah, I was appreciate it that. Maple but was if, if people are buying, a I thought PRS the ebony one. They're so already. Quite nice. Nice. I mean. Uh, if people are buying PRSs, they're already in that tasteless sort of territory. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean come but, on, PRS are mean, absolutely the, tasteless. But, but then but. if
0: you if you compare it up against, for example, the standard two seven seven, which just looks like a normal, you know, custom yeah, twenty four, like just a
4: burst finish. I, th- yeah.
0: I think that looks like a. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, it's, it's not. The, again, it's it's the the PRS sort of flashy finish isn't for me, but. I think that looks like a better guitar than the, um, and and I I don't see why they needed to go
2: quite so bonkers with it when they could have done something. So,
0: you know, I'm, you I just, see, I'm
2: completely opposite with that. In fact, I much prefer the exotic tops than I prefer the normal flame maple. I think the, I mean, exotics, they, they, you and, know, mm. uh, for me, the exotics are like PRS actually turned down a notch. I think yeah. they're less flashy. They, than they also, what they, got there. They are you kidding? Do You out. see that. Not the quilt maple one, obviously, but the things like the zebra wood and stuff like that, yeah. where, which are a bit wood darker. Looked, looked
0: okay, and the um, the ebony one I thought looked looked quite nice. But yeah, the um, the the
2: sport with maple and the swamp ash just, a, just, I just think let's too much. Let's um, let's leave it on the list for now, and yeah. I think we should discuss everything else. Because bearing in mind, you know, we're comparing two things there that actually price point wise I didn't realise there was quite such a disparity. so maybe we leave them both on and then we factor in the pricing once we've talked about everything else Um, so let's do why don't we talk about stuff from the more sort of mainstream manufacturers Um, let's do the Fender Ed O'Brien which Matt you uh,
3: got really into Uh, yeah it was one of those guitars that obviously I'm a massive Radiohead fan straight away so you know I was like Amazing, you know. I've seen him play guitar live, and then I was like, "Can actually, you know, get my hands on it and play it, you know." And I and I picked it up, and was like, "I I saw it, and I was like, oh, is it just going to feel like <laughs> a Mexican strat with a sustainer on it?" And it feels like a, an American, a really nice it's American all about strat. Neck. Yeah, it's the all neck about their neck. What a is bold am- idea, though, as yeah. well. So, what have they done?
2: What's different
3: to it's a regular It's got a much thicker neck on it. It yeah. feels but it's like, like a 50s a, telly Yeah, neck. it feels like a 50s telly. Okay. Um which is like my favorite kind of neck profile, it's super chunky like thick D profile. And the pickups don't sound because it's got the Seymour Duncan in the bridge, it's got the sustainer in the neck. It's a Seymour Duncan JB Mini in yeah. the in yeah. the
4: in the bridge position.
3: And it just it's it still sounded like a strap, but it sounded beefier, it sounded thicker, it sounded less shrill like some Top end, you know, some strats can sound, yeah, but the sustainer was really usable, really usable. Like, what a fantastic thing to like when we were
4: messing around with it. We were using it with we were using it in conjunction with a big pedal board full of delays and verbs, which is exactly obvious. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Run. You're probably it's m- a
3: soundscape tool, yeah. I think that's the thing. He's gone, you know, I think in the launch video, he was saying, Oh, I, I basically had a dream, I had a vision where I wanted to create this guitar that could be used you know by new musicians to create new music and you know when they did the album that he started using guitar like that they were basically getting away from using guitars as a standard instrument so he had to think of a creative way to use it and I think that's the thing this guitar isn't for the blues guys yeah you're not going to go. Oh, I'm going to like hold this note forever when I'm playing my A pentatonic. I love it. <laughs> that, that's, but, actually, um, that's some of the the criticism I've
4: seen for this is, are, are from people that basically don't get it. Like I remember when um, Premier Guitar um, they they got they got hold of it and they they actually they 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 put a video up of it before it was supposed to be released, which got taken down. But they that the guy from Premier Guitar was just playing like 12 bar on it, and I was yeah. just like you you don't get you don't know what this is for do you it's not really meant to be played like a guitar I was watching like um, the fellas at PMT do a review for it and to be fair he did actually say it's his his pick of the of the year for guitars in the end but he was like despite the weird pickups and despite the pretty unusable neck he really liked it and it was it was really weird but I guess it's like if you like blues and if you like strats this guitar is absolutely not for you yeah but it's it's a white Strat. It looks like it should be. Yeah. But it's it's completely not that.
3: I just I think it's definitely going to be a bit more of a, a Marmite guitar, I think, for some people.
2: I mean... Because
3: I, I, it is a kind of strange spec. I guess, like, if you walked into a
2: shop with a... Because a 949? Something like Something that. that. It's just, yeah. under, think, just under a G, yeah. Um. I guess if you walked into a shop and you ha- said, oh, I've got £949 to spend on a Strat.
1: Yeah.
3: A sales guy's not going to recommend that to uh, you.
2: No. But you might look at it and go, oh, can I try that one? And I could see why, at that point, you wouldn't get on with it. Because if you just want to spend a grand on a Strat, you're probably not looking for the Ed O'Brien. No. You certainly don't want a Mexican either. Well, what can you get in the American... I guess you get American Special. American Special? Yeah, American... Yeah, American Special. Falls into that price point. Um, And, yeah, I I don't know. Because I, I kind of have the same thoughts about this as I do the two baritones because it's so kind of specialised for the mm. job that it's doing Yeah. when we get down to the final voting
3: can we stand behind it yeah. as something well, that everyone is going to like one thing I did like about this is that they went it's a standard model
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: I thought that was a great move rather than, oh, we're going to make it limited edition for £1,000 and you're only going to be able, unless you get there really quick, you're not going to get one. It's like, you're always going to be able to buy one. Yeah, yeah. That's cool because they've not, there's been other signature models like the Graham Coxon and stuff where,
2: they've kind of I feel they've been too expensive for what they are but because they've been limited edition they've just yeah. sold out straight away whereas this I think actually is probably about the right price yeah. and, and, I know a lot and of people you can buy argue all the time to,
3: well a lot of people argued oh you could just buy a sustainer pickup yourself and put it in I was like you can't I actually tried to th- I was like oh maybe I'll put one in my Japanese Strat I was like you can't buy these, <laughs> these sustainer pickups anywhere easily and fit them easily. It's weird, isn't it, that you can't actually get hold of I know. them. You think someone would just distribute them. Their website them doesn't even work. It's almost <laughs> as if
0: it's almost as if someone might have just bought all of the uh, all but of all the available the ones, not it? taking up all of their all of their production time, I don't know. Yeah, maybe but, maybe, um,
2: maybe that have. To me, I'm going to put this in the same group as the baritones for now in the you mean? Uh, in that I think it's quite a specialised thing Uh and I can see it having a place on this list but I think when we get around to talking to more kind of normal guitars as it were yeah um, let's see how this performs okay see Um, I just wanted to
0: I just want to add a caveat in here that I was overruled by my uh, esteemed colleagues in that I really wanted the offset series to be in here because okay. no, it's it's just it's just a Mustang. Dude. It's not just a Mustang. That's the thing, though. I, I, I'm not going to dwell too much on this because I, I, we, the decision was made, and I, I respect the you fact can, that it was made. You can
2: you can throw more made. cards now. You can, just, no 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 like, We're the, not swapping
0: out there, the, Brian. The what? offset the offset series and the the Mustang in particular. Well, all, all of those the Geasonic, the uh, uh the the HS the Duosonic... Normal and the, the Mustangs were great because what you got there is a modern playing short scale instrument you didn't it wasn't all about having that vintage correct feel you didn't have the stupid trim which you're absolutely going to l- lock down immediately it had modern tuners on it they're so cool so fun and so easy to play and I just bought a pink
3: one it's in pink Yeah. do you know what I mean like They're so cool. The thing is, the only thing I would say to that is that, to me, those guitars—maybe it's just me—but it doesn't like feel like it would spark the imagination of a generation, a new generation of guitar players. The Ed O'Brien is revolutionary.
0: I think you're. I think you are looking at that guitar from within a very small community of guitar players. Within a very, both of you, from you're looking at this. Is the Ed O'Brien going to convince someone who has never played guitar before to go and buy this guitar and then buy a load of pedals and then become the new Ed he's, O'Brien? He's, or is it going to be someone who sits at home, is sweaty in their pants and goes, oh, I really want to this use is, a sustainer? It's a point, you know, it's a know. point.
4: But again, well this podcast isn't called guitars for beginners it's called guitar nerds yeah but and th- the 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 best pedal category has got nearly triple the amount of things from every other category uh-huh. because more today, pedals get released more people not uh, because, more people, because more pedals get released pedal boards are getting bigger i think as well though bigger, and people are looking for instruments that are going to work with that like yeah. new versions of guitars that are going to allow you to do different things the ed brian yeah, Absolutely but also he that. said
3: he, you know, he's not gone out and said, "Oh, you need to have a massive pedal board." He's like, I, no, want, I, I, know want, "I want this to this to be a canvas that you can then create your own." And I just feel that maybe the offsets don't necessarily give you the same sort of blank canvas that, that Ed O'Brien would I, in terms of creative tool, even if you didn't have any pedals or anything.
0: I, I really think that you're looking at that from the perspective of someone who has a base level of knowledge of guitar. And has a lot of a lot of equipment ready to go, yeah, whereas something like the offset if the if the offset series was around 50, how old am I twenty years ago nearly when I started playing guitar, that would have been fantastic that would have been so great if the, if the offset series was around when I was working in a guitar shop yeah. and you get people coming in being like oh yeah i want I want a guitar that's like easy to learn someone who's maybe our age and is getting into guitar for the first time. I think the Mustang is a great, great guitar. Well, then let
3: me throw in something. Then, if I, if someone came in now and you had choice, and like, I want to get into playing guitar, I want something different, I'd throw them an Epiphone SL.
2: Well, yeah. I, I was going to say
3: now's probably the time if we're talking about people
2: just getting started and we're talking about Fendery stuff. We should discuss firstly the Squire Bullet Mustang because Ooh. you know we've bought Mustangs up yeah. as a way in, yeah. um, and the Epiphone SL. The so, Epiphone SL. What, 114 pounds for the Bullet and yeah, eighty nine for, for the, the SL. It.
4: So that is guitar per amount of guitar per pound,
2: the best guitar. In the world, I was very, very skeptical of these um, because obviously, you know, they've done a lot of low-end models for a long time. The Epiphone Les Paul Special 2 has been around for probably fifteen years. Uh, you've also had things like the LP100, which is one of my least Ooh, favorite guitars the ever. On Les Paul, horrible, um, and you know, basic Les Paul Studios and stuff like that. Um, I was very skeptical about the uh, SL Les Paul, and then I went and played one, and actually they're really good they're really they're, good, for 79 pounds yeah. obviously you know a huge range of colors and they're all kind of like pastels and cool things um and surfy colors which is obviously v- kind of very popular is at the moment
4: yellow <clears throat>
2: what yeah i never saw the yellow one because they just sold out straight away mm. i think um for 79 pounds they are absolutely 89 uh, sorry 89 pounds absolutely fantastic guitars mm. um as always, with low-end guitars, I've got reservations about the kind of durability of things like the machine heads, because they are very cheap machine heads. True, but as 60 Cycle <clears throat> Hum have proven,
4: it's a perfect guitar for for modding. It's Definitely. an absolute ultimate modding tool.
2: Yes, exactly. And if you wanted to practice, for example, your, you know, soldering in pickups, that sort of thing, and you just needed a guitar to do it, yeah. um, and you didn't want to get something terrible secondhand... I think it would be an ideal thing to buy. Absolutely. We should talk about what it is. So it's, it's basically a kind of flat-top Les Paul, bolt-on-neck, uh, with two single Strat-style single-core pickups. Yeah. I thought out of the box it actually sounded pretty decent. It's kind of a thin take on a... It's kind of jangly-sounding Strat pickups. I
4: love the finish as well, because the finishes aren't completely... <coughs> uh, they're not completely glossed. Like, you've got some of the wood grain through yeah, those w-
2: as well. which I thought was an... Uh, and I was not expecting that at all because yeah. that's actually quite a hard thing to do. Yeah, exactly. I expected them to be really plasticky. Yeah, and I was still going to love
4: them for for what they were for that. But like I was like, oh, these finishes are actually great. I I I just think as something for you know, uh, swap those pickups out, change the tuners, and you have got a great guitar that's totally unique and cool I think and as well is
3: you know thinking back to my time at Christmas working in a, a retailer, and you know parents coming in with their kids. Maybe even after Christmas, oh, I wanted to learn to play guitar. Like, I couldn't think of a better guitar to kind of... Especially if they're like, oh, well, you know, because you do get a lot of kids, oh, I'm really into Slash, and they want to play a Les Paul. But you get people that go, oh, I really want to play something different. Yeah. And they don't know about Body Shapes. They haven't got any like, oh, I love this type of music, or my favourite band plays... My favourite music has, is this band and they play this type of guitar. They're just like, I want to play a cool looking guitar. And I think you get a range of really cool looking guitars. It's the same price as an Electro Harmonics Big Muff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> just for context.
3: I and mean, when you put it like that,
2: and also looking back, at what has been available. You know, Squire Affinity Series have always been there, but generally they've started at kind of £149, something like that. Um, and we'll talk about the Bullet Mustang and how good I think that is for the money as well in a minute. But I just think at 89 quid, mm. there's been nothing this good for a very long time. You know, you'd be looking at things like Stag, um, or you'd be looking at, I don't know, what else has been available? Hofner Shorty. Encore? En- yeah, like Encore. Um, Are
0: there any Pacificas? At sub-hundred quid? No, they're not
3: anymore.
2: No, they all, what, 150, roughly, 179? 100, no, th- well, yeah, I think
3: the main one, the 112V, is 240 quid.
1: Yeah, or something like that. Say, it, it's
2: just astonishing, really, how affordable these are. Yeah, I can't believe there's a, a very, you know, a guitar that plays okay, looks incredible, for... 89 quid. It ju- it just seems something doesn't add up. Like how can they do this? Particularly, you know, in the past when they've done Les Paul Special twos, which I think have always been like one hundred and twenty quid, which I've never really liked. They f- somehow feel not as nice yeah, as this one. They put out eighty nine quid. I don't. I don't understand. Um, I wonder if that. I wonder if it is just a lost leader maybe maybe they've just gone we need to capture the beginner's market because yeah. we want people in the Epiphone brand name and Gibson yeah. brand name um, let's put out something that's eye-catching for no money yeah. that's actually half decent yeah Um. Is it, uh, one thing I haven't realised I was just looking into it it's a
0: 14 inch radius okay it seems, really really, really really seems really weird really flat it seems really
2: like weird for like Ibanez flat
0: yeah it seems very weird for first of all that guitar and secondly a Sort of quote-unquote beginners' guitar.
2: Well, yeah, I I didn't notice it playing it. I have to admit, right? Okay, um, that's good. I didn't notice anything odd about it, but I just thought when I was playing them, this feels really nice. Yeah, and you know, I wouldn't necessarily go in there thinking, oh, I need a guitar with a fourteen-inch radius for it to feel nice. I just, it just, they just felt
3: really good. And I honestly, I can't believe they're eighty-nine quid. I mean, looking around, I can't see anything close to that price-wise price apart from. the the bullet yeah well
2: let's move on to that then Squire Bullet Mustang so this is Squire's latest attempt at capturing the beginners market I guess we've seen over the past few years obviously we've always recommended classic vibes and we've also recommended some affinity models but prices on those have kind of risen a bit in the last few years classic vibes are up to what over 400 quid Uh, something like that I think yeah Um, and affinities now I don't know if you've got the uh, price on affinities there um, but I'm sure they've always been sort of yeah. 149, classic 169 classic
3: are just over 400 now 408, 410 if you want the thin line tell it's 460
2: right okay so I've finished strats yeah pushing 200 quid huh? well okay so I, I've kind of always I, I've kind of had this feeling that Squire have been drifting kind of up, upwards price wise which is fine because the guitars they make are fantastic and you know but really this Les Paul SL has kind of thrown a spanner into the beginners market so it's good that Squire have had something to kind of fire back with yeah. um the bullet mustang up which is awesome yeah just i i think it's interesting that having
0: a look at other uh can you believe that there are other uh guitar publications in in the world i really? as, as, as astonishing as that is uh, there are this, and
2: let's just be clear that this is the world's number one guitar of podcast. of course yeah
0: of course but just looking at some of these other you know uh, publications if if you can call them as such. such, um, most people when they've been looking at sort of squire guitars most people's pick has been the affinity jazz master okay which i thought was really interesting because i think that the mustang and I don't mean to keep going on about Mustangs. Really? But that I thought the Mustang was was absolute... As soon as these were announced at Nam, I thought that is the one. Yeah. That is something that is cheap, it's easy to play, and it's, it's just a bit interesting as well because it's humbuckers. And, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast uh, in previous weeks, but I think it's really funny how Squire have put out an instrument with humbuckers when you'd normally uh, associate them with single coils. And Epiphone have put out an instrument with single coils when you'd normally associate them with humbuckers. And it does just seem to be this whole role reversal that's going on. I just think it's really interesting.
3: See, it's funny what you said, you know, when we were talking about the the Offset series and the Ed O'Brien. I think, you know, if you've got a medium player, someone who's been playing a while and they've got a bit more money to spend, I think, you know, personally, the Ed O'Brien's probably better than the Offset. But if you're a beginner, like you say, actually... As a little bit of an inspiration into something different, the Squire Bullet Mustang, especially with two humbuckers, it's like, mm. oh well, I want yeah. the humbucker sound, <laughs> but I want something. And again, it doesn't a look like a Les Mod ball. platform
4: as well. Like yeah. 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 affinities have always been good for that. Like if you go onto eBay, there are, there are like a number of people who like relic. And and uh, I'd actually feel
3: more comfortable modding the Bullet Mustang than I would the SL. Oh, I'd be a little yeah, worried the it's SL a bit more would standardized isn't well, it? I'd, I'd feel worried the SL might crumble a little bit. Really? Yeah. yeah. I would actually looking is... at the photos of the Bullet Mustang, I'm like that actually looks like a more expensive guitar. Uh, Where... No, no, I disagree. Because I, I think, think when you take it close, apart, if you see up close, some, those SLs are on point. Yeah, but I think once you go under the hood, Meh, I think they
2: For me, I because I went and specifically played these two guitars, like A beat them. Mm. Um and I think the Mustang feels like a more solid instrument, I have mm. to admit. Things like the machine heads are better, just the overall hardware quality. Yeah, the hardware quality I think yeah. is just better. Um, for me it's nowhere near as cool like if I was going to have something that yeah. if I were just to buy well, one they're t- both have cool though mustangs oh, yeah, are cool def- definitely I, the, my problem with it and this is going to sound stupid but I don't like the finish I hate the, the blue I, the I don't Imperial like the colour blue. The, thing
0: that's, the thing that I'm a bit disappointed and uh, I am maybe trying to do something about <laughs> is the fact that these come in some great colours in the US right, okay. but you can't get them here oh, man. so there's like you can, get, um, you can get Olympic white
4: you can oh. get surf green well, this is the funny. If, if these came in pastel colours or I Olympic complete, white, complete. I'd be on a totally I mean, different. Complete, way yeah. if I
3: get one in surf green or in shell pink, I'd be like. But surf.
4: but then it's one hundred and fourteen pounds. You could get this refinished in anything. You could get this refinished in pink for two hundred pounds. Well,
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think <laughs> the thing is, is because they use a really thick finish. I think it'd be easier sure. to like sand down the SL. And- yeah. Yeah. Where this, I think you'd be there forever with a piece of sandpaper trying uh, to get the, uh, nah, the nah, lacquer nah, off that. No, you heat gun it off. Heat gun it off. Just, uh, yeah, just, Do uh, the classic
0: uh, just to... ask, ask an
4: adult. Don't, <laughs> listen, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. don't I, listen to Joe Brandon. That's how I got, that's how I got to finish off my,
2: my uh, 50s. I, I can't imagine anything more terrifying than you seeing you wielding a heat gun. <laughs> be, you were probably about 10 pints to the wind at that point. So. You were
0: almost certainly in your house as well. Yeah,
2: just firing that's, off a heat gun.
4: Yeah, well... Where else would you do it?
2: Good, good, excellent advice. But, um, I, I think let's park these two for the moment because... We're parking everything, Parker, well, well, we need to go through we everything. Need to, we need to talk about park, everything park and, and then we can start trimming down the list. I think these two it's safe to say i are going to make top five. I don't know how uh, you guys feel. No, I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't know. I don't think okay.
4: so. I think actually bit, like, about we're going through each of them and being nice about them but you know once we've been through every guitar and been nice the, the gloves are coming the, off. The
2: real yeah. uh, the real because uh, the thing the is begins.
4: they are all good. These guitars have made our <laughs> top ten guitars so we all like th- these guitars I think guitars. that's the thing we say every but year in comparison it? to each other there are definitely there are definitely some that are better than others. Here.
2: Okay, fine. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Let's talk about. Let's go a little bit left field again because on this list we haven't talked about yet. The Line Six Variac Shuriken um, announced right at the start of the year. I think it was a Winter NAM. It um,
1: was.
2: This is a signature model for uh, Stevic. Stevic, and remind me of his band. Uh, Twelve Foot Ninja. Twelve Foot Ninja. You uh, and me went to see him play. We did, and I. I'm going to put it out there first. He did a talk about the guitar as well. I'm going to put it out there first. I don't like the design body shape of this guitar. Um, It's not not that I think it's you know what they for what they're going for. Like it, but people do. Well, this is what this was about to to say. Very popular for what they're going for. I think they've probably nailed it. For me personally, I'm not into that body shape, Mm. but seeing him play it when we saw that talk and listening to what he has done with it he's kind of the world's variax expert now yeah. um he you know he's using variax and the helix um to create things that you can't create with you just couldn't do with a normal guitar yeah um so i was kind of won over by the power what? of what's inside he is he's fantastic at like at
4: breaking down how how to make a Variax work for him. And the way he... This will sound ridiculous when we describe it, but the way he was explaining how he was using the Variax shuriken to shift between different drop tunings for different parts of the song and then mixing in a sitar, which isn't a sound available on the Variex technology. He had built it from modding a banjo. It wasn't
2: a sitar. He'd, he'd, oh, no, it wasn't a sitar. Sorry. In the studio, they'd used like a one-string, uh, some instrument, like yeah. not an oud, but like a, oh, that okay. kind of vibe. Yeah. And he was like, because I think there is a sitar sound actually on right, vari but what he was going for was actually closer to the banjo sound yeah so it was a modded banjo sound that he'd yeah. but
4: but even with things like that because it was a one string he'd done things like for that sound he'd also shut down all the other strings in case he caught anything yeah. whilst he was playing that riff and then he like, I just thought this was Variax technology absolutely as it should be and I'm concerned that Variaxes up until this point have been bought by like old blues guys and used so that you could have a Les Paul sound and a Strat sound and that's not really I think that's that's not what they're
3: about but the technology has always been there it's exactly
2: the same innards as a regular Variax what I think because it's so out there looking what I think this will open it to is people that don't just want to buy a guitar that looks like a Strat that's got the innards Mm. it is something completely different and maybe Mm. you know Variax should have offered something like this from the start which I guess is what they did with the old models. They didn't look like regular guitars, mm-hmm. you know, when they had those weird carved top ones with no yeah. pickups.
0: Yeah. yeah, but then but then, remember when the James Tylers came out and we all said, thank goodness. Well, you and can the, now and
2: get a Variax <laughs> that looks like a real guitar. Well, and also the only one really that sold was the one that looked like the Strat, I guess. Yeah, so really, yeah. probably yeah. most people do want that. But I do think it's cool that they've now put something out there that isn't just a Strat with the bells and whistles in there. It's, it's something that is just... So we it's, do. Keep, it's the Shuriken. It's not anything no, else. We no. do keep selling through these.
4: Like yeah. we we we've had two shipments of ten now, and they've gone out. And this is there are it's a thousand pound variax that is not the quantities I was expecting to move. With these That's stars. but that is how much they've always been. What a thousand pounds? Yeah, yeah. How is it? Yeah, yeah variax always they're, been. They're, they're they're about I, guess, I guess. I suppose that it's just because I'm thinking of the Pacificas, which are seven hundred. Yeah, 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 of here. course. Yeah, but it, look at this. Like we we put a, a picture of this on Instagram, and I know you said you were unsure about the, sort of the shape and stuff, but like.
3: All the comments on it are about how great it looks. Yeah. Like people are into the look of this guitar. The only thing I find weird is on their website. If you go on to the the actual product page, there is no info about what makes it different. It's just like, oh, it features custom models and tuning.
2: Well, it, it, and that's
3: it. It's so weird. It's like different it, to what though. It forces you to go out and well, yeah. I mean, it just says alternate tunings can be accessed, but it's like what alternate? It doesn't No, give you but any no. Specs. different well, to standard variax. You choose. mean? You yeah. Right, okay. I didn't think it was different. No, it's not different. It's not... But on the website, it says... Uh, in different instrument models can be selected, so it makes it sound like it's different to another. Well, no, I direction. think I, I no, think what they're just saying is, is completely editable.
2: Yeah, I think they're just saying Edible. you have Edible. the power to ed- make right, different right. things, but I don't think there's any like different models in there. I think it's, it's just a baritone scale. Yeah, is that yeah.
3: is that so? When you're playing the lower tunings, it feels more like you're playing a lower tuning. I wonder guitar. if it's because he mainly plays in baritone, so oh, it ma- makes
2: sense for yeah. it to have baritone. Right. But I also think it's tuned. E to E and it's just oh, it, is. Yeah, yeah. it was
4: out of the box because I was really confused wait what yeah it was E to E out of the box when we got it when, when Line 6 sent it to us and we got it out of the box here it was tuned E to E I and I was like surely that's just no. really
0: flappy then
4: Cause no it would be f- the other way it would be tighter no the other way it's really tight because baritone because it's tuned is, up so. it, is it tuned standard guitar but it was yeah, a baritone sorry, scale okay. length and it was this, it, it was fine it was kind of fine but I was like oh this is weird maybe they've changed it because I was like I am 100% sure that when Stevik was playing it he spoke about it being baritone scale length and I'm sure I've read that it's baritone scale length I'm sure that I've written a review on it and said that it was yeah. baritone scale length but it was E2E e out the box. Yeah, yeah,
3: I mean, maybe it's maybe it's something to do with the technology. Maybe it needs to be E so that the... No, it definitely doesn't. It definitely doesn't because you can you the... can
2: chain, you can can tune them however you want because it, all it's doing is picking up the pitch and then it's not, like, relying on
3: where you're placing your hands on the no. frets. Mm. I mean, I would imagine it works better E2E. E. Yeah, it probably that's, works that's better. what I mean because if you down-tune the strings, I think it's like this, it probably doesn't pick up the string as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the pitch correction's a little
2: yeah I, I don't know in fact Jay do you want to there is a because you know if they're out of tune
3: if, they're out, if you play a Variax and it's slightly out of tune and then you put the tunings in the tunings are, can be well out because it doesn't pick up as well
2: um, actually, it's, they, it's kind of strange but yeah I'm they don't actually, really
3: make a big song and dance of it it's just they
0: say that uh, it's 27-inch scale length that delivers optimized playability and a punchier, more precise tone. Well,
2: there we go. So maybe it is about making the strings tighter. Mm. In yeah, that case, maybe.
0: Um, yeah. So th- just, making, just before on. you go on, my my big gripe with this, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record here, but it's I, the look isn't for me. And I, I know what they're doing here. I know that they're going after a slightly different. Uh, they're going after a slightly different market, and going after people who maybe would use the variax technology in a, in a in a more uh in-depth way and using this guitar as a as a uh, a way to get into that but i kind of feel like if they had released maybe three new variaxes that were all slightly different maybe one that looked a bit more sort of offsetty you know, maybe more like a sort of a uh, a Mustang. Not a, ma- no. <laughs> but maybe more like a more like a sort of fifties yeah kind of uh, you know weird guitar, and maybe something that looked a bit like a Les Paul. Sure, and. It, this because the thing that I struggle with with this is it sticks out like a
4: sore thumb in comparison just, to in the, the rest of the catalog. Well, in that all,
2: case, just buy by Pacifica. But, yes, but by, yes, by, yes, by yeah, by this Pacifica standard variant. I, I,
4: I kind of this is designed for deep integration with the Helix, and and uh, you know, you guys aren't buying Helix. I mean, I'm not buying Helix. But, but I might I mean, buy a Helix. But uh, uh, fine, fine. But but I meant who's buying Helixes? The metal market. Yeah. What is this guitar? It's a metal guitar. Yeah, and actually, it's, it's absolutely the the right instrument for for the for the Helix. And actually, the Helix.
3: Looking at it, like there's four banks of custom presets, and they've all got odd tunings that are optimized for 27 inch scale length Right, um, like tune one is tuned A E A E F sharp b that's uh, what joe what joe,
0: what uh, what joe branson says when he wakes up <laughs> <A-A-A-A-A-F>
3: <laughs> but one, one is also tuned to A E E E E E. Cool. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> yes, yeah. that's what says just before he has his last drink of the night A- 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 <laughs> before he passes out um so and then you can change change those banks so i guess that's part of the reason because he's like optimized these tunings and actually four of the sounds you have to tune the guitar to drop D for the sounds to s- work best oh right yeah. okay so okay. Ah, cool. it's a bit weird but well, that's the I thing the website I, doesn't I, tell cool. you anything of that I, I, right. I just find that very weird yeah, that yeah. the website doesn't it's, it's an interesting
2: guitar to have a play around on um, I think it's Let's let's see where we get to. Let's go let's do the last two guitars on this list. So two oh no sorry three guitars, two from um Great Britain and one from Australia. Joe, do you want to talk about the Ormsby GTR Goliath?
4: Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, so the Ormsby uh the Ormsby Goliath is um is Ormsby's foray into headless supermodern um headless supermodels. <laughs> 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 into headless supermodern fan-fretted Guitars. The GTR series is their World Music Co. version, so they're the affordable line, the non custom shop line yeah. of Ormsby guitars. And the thing is that for the price point, there is no one else that can make guitars this good and in these finishes. Like how, if, if how much are they? So I think fifteen hundred ish. Around that mark. Around that point. <laughs> Don't you sell these things? Uh that they haven't landed. <laughs> okay, right, fine. Um, So we're we're going on sort of reviews, videos and reviews. So it probably
2: shouldn't be in uh, Gear of the Year 2017. Talk about it. It has
4: to be in Gear of the Year 2017. Talk
2: about it. You can talk about this because it was released in 2017 Mm -hmm. and you've played other Ormsby stuff. But I feel if you haven't played this, you're not going to get much further with your argument on this one. But let's talk about it anyway. So what is so special about these? So,
4: okay. So because these are fan-fretted, headless models, the... The wait, didn't you play one of these at a show? No, we we played the like the SX okay. series, so the other models that that Ormsby have put out, and and yeah, like Gak have been stocking Orm the other all the other things yeah, that Ormsby sure. have been doing uh, this year. But basically, kind of before this, you know, there was that big uh, sort of surge with like Strandberg guitars. Yeah. Well, you know, people are on waiting lists for those where they're you know for guitars that are like three and a half thousand pounds and people are on like two year waiting lists for those yeah obviously you know these these aren't custom shop versions but the fact that you could release an instrument with this spec at this price point i think is incredible and the fact that they they were able to do it with their blue copper top finish as Mm. one of the options so the colors you can get in the gtrs are like a green burst, like a dark to light green. You can get their copper top, which might be the coolest finish you can that get in cool any finish. guitar at the moment. Uh, they do like a chameleon, a black-white sort of zebra wood style thing, uh, an ordinary ebony top, and then there's like a red-gold chameleon burst as well. But they're all completely unique finishes, on, and, and all available 6, 7, and 8-string. I just—I don't think anyone else is coming close to making guitars this unusual, and then doing them non-custom shop, doing them as a standard line. And I think for that, th- like this, has moved the goalposts of how people are making unusual, forward-thinking guitars. I think like, there's a lot of
3: companies coming out with a similar idea. Like, absolutely, this is definitely the way that places absolutely. are going.
4: I, I completely agree. But I think Ormsby were their first at making an affordable one.
3: Let's talk about the
2: two British guitars on this list to, uh, to finish up the uh, the rundown of what's on here. So the Shergold Masquerader 1, SM01 SD uh, and the Fidelity Double Standard. I just want to quickly talk about the Shergold because obviously, you know, Shergold back from the dead in the, in the last couple of years, you know, mm-hmm. the name's been revived. Um, I think that of all the guitars I've played this year, Maybe excluding the SL, this was the biggest surprise to me. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be okay, you know, at the price point there, kind of seven hundred ish pounds. I think the one even I played had like a cosmetic mark, and it was like five nine nine or something. So it seemed even better value. But oh, in fact, there's another guitar. And I just realised there's one other guitar we haven't talked about on this list apart from the two British ones. Oh. But um, so the Shogo Masquerader. I was so blown away by how good the neck feel was, you know, how, how good it, it felt. Um, solid rosewood neck um, yeah. and just so smooth. Sometimes the problem with rosewood necks is they can be too open grain and they feel like a little bit rough, yeah. but this just felt so well finished. And, the, you know, everything else was so well put together. Seymour Duncan pickups in there. So it's a, in this particular model, it's humbucker in the bridge, P90 in the neck, which for me is a great combination. You know, you've got the power uh, in the bridge pickup, and then you get a kind of the thing i find with neck humbuckers is that they can sometimes sound a bit muddy whereas the p90 obviously gives you a bit more snap some really great finishes um and just overall i think such a good value for money guitar it, yeah i 100%. can't believe
4: that they're the money that they are uh, yeah i could, you know i think if at the sort of 750 was it 800 pounds i think
2: they're like 799 right. yeah something okay. like that so
4: at that at that price point again i think i think we would be having the
3: same discussion if this was an eleven hundred pound instrument like that. Yeah. F- just for the neck alone. Well, I mean, the video that we did was like almost like a out-of-the-box first test. Like we didn't really play them before we shot the video. And straight away I was like, it was just that moment of realisation when I was looking at I it. It was like, aluminium fret inlays. I was like, how cool is yeah, that? It's in a solid
4: I, rosewood neck. In a solid
3: rosewood yeah. neck. With the recessed the recessed badge logo. Yeah. And like then the, the logo is metal and it's recessed into the brass headset. saddle, Seymour Duncan's. I was like, actually, someone's gone. Well, just just make the best guitar we can for the the lowest possible price. Yeah. I think mean, they've really like just done an amazing job. Well, exactly, it's Patrick Eggle, right? Yeah, it's Patrick
4: Eggle, and it felt those Shergolds to me felt like they had the same ethic behind them as we talk about being the thing that makes the Barhartelli the best guitar in the world. Yeah,
2: just like so much spec like for the price. Yeah, yeah,
4: exactly. And and I remember I saw those Shergolds like a couple of years ago um, when I went to the Faith Factory to have a chat with Patrick Egel and he had a couple of them there. They weren't quite the same as they've ended up but I remember like having a look he was like oh yeah ha-, you know have a butchers and the next were the way they are now. And I just he didn't tell me much about them because I guess you know they didn't want to at that yeah. point but um, I I'm,
2: uh, wouldn't tell you anything no, to be honest. No, exactly.
4: <laughs> but I just assumed it was going to be something for because didn't have the headstock name on it. I just assumed it was going to be a a Patrick James Eggle guitar. Yeah, and it was going to be a custom shop sort of two three grander sort of thing. Just just you know from the neck alone yeah I, I completely agree fantastic guitars yeah.
2: um so the other british guitar on the list is uh from a slightly smaller well i guess i don't know if they are a smaller company i guess shergold aren't huge um fidelity guitars with the double standard made in cambridge yeah um handmade we met them at the british guitar show yeah and uh, that's the end of the podcast because this is the best guitar <laughs> this year tell us why you think so what well, it is. <laughs> it is. Everything
4: about it is fantastic. it's fantastic. It's unique, it's cool, it's quirky. It manages to carry off that sort of quirky, relict, retro, it's sort of Italian, like, pawn shoppy style guitar, but then it has loads of really high-end, really super modern features, and it's, they're £1,800, pounds, which I think is very reasonable for the, for the spec you're getting.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
3: start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com spoken
4: today like starting at the pickups alone the mojo pickups with a with a gold foil in the neck and then like a bladed humbucker mojotron in the uh in the bridge with a four-way selector and like the controls are big chunky old school controls the Relicings tasteful and the neck we we always say the wrong thing for the neck wood. Uh it's 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 Wenge. Wenge, isn't it? Yeah. With a I compound radius as well. And a zebrawood skunk stripe. Nice. Yeah. It's it's great. Like the inlays look fantastic. That neck looks fantastic. The Fidelity logo looks amazing. Where it says made in Cambridge on the back. Yep. Looks incredible. Everything about it is attention to detail. While still managing to be retro while still retaining features like a custom a custom cut bridge which looks Incredible locking tuners and really high-end pickups. I,
3: I, I just think this is this ticks everyone's box. And one thing I didn't realise is that it's a swamp ash body, but then the, it's actually got a separate swamp ash top, and the top is torrified, which is like the baked. Right. baked okay, mulch, interesting. I
2: didn't know that either. Yeah, I um I love how these look. I have to admit, like you say, they've got a real old '60s Italian kind of pawn shop look to them. Mm. Love the feel of the neck. That again, it's about that kind of raw almost unfinished kind of neck same yeah. with the Shergolds but with a cl- fairly closed grain I would say this is slightly more open than the Shergold actually um, but it just feels so smooth so nice yeah. so well finished and for a guitar that is kind of you know they've got reliced elements to them you know it yeah. seems to be a thin finish on there that has got that relicking. Um <clears throat> the neck you know there, there isn't any cosmetic relicking on the neck it just feels really nice Um I think this is – because at these shows, we see a lot of these kind of boutique builders. They're all coming at about the same price, if not more. This is one of the m- ones I've been most impressed with, I think. And it's, Absolutely. It's really good that we had got to spend some more time with it. Yeah, um, I think what's
0: good about this, <clears throat> in comparison to a lot of the guitars that you see at a, uh, a guitar show, is that the guitar isn't just, right, well, it's £2,000, because that's how much – a guitar is, it's £2,000, you know. This is less than that, and I think there's a lot more attention to detail that's gone into it than you see from a lot of these sort of boutique companies. One of the issues that I have with it is the... uh, And uh, very unusual for me to say so, I'm not into the relicin too much. I think that it's the sort of... The light finish that it has on the rest of the guitar, I think, is cool enough that it doesn't need... The mm-hmm. extra relicing on it, yeah, because I, I agree. I think that the 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 light, the the thin skin and the light top, and having that sort of swamp swampash coming through that uh, that that light finish is so cool yeah, as it is. I, I think the relicing is just a little bit too much on top. Yeah, I think you can specify because
2: they're all custom made. Obviously of course, of some, course, yeah. There's yeah. some stock guitars, and the one that we got sent um, has got some relicing on it. But
3: also, I, I think looking part at some of, of the downfall, though, the fact that they're custom order because i think i'd want to play it if i if i'm going to if yeah. it's a brand that i don't know that's not maybe as mainstream i think it's far more difficult to buy a guitar that you can't play first sure but, but i mean he does have some stock models and yeah. in fact you know at the
2: show there was at least three different neck profiles for you to try there was different pickup combinations for you mm. to try so i think there is enough variety there that you'd get an idea of what you were ordering just from the stuff that's in stock um there's also interestingly because you know we're going to focus on specifically the guitar that we looked at um which is the double standard which is the guitar that we got sent but Interestingly, on their site, you can buy the prototypes as well yeah. for like no money, like seven nine nine or something like that. Mm. I think they are. Uh, is there what that one there? Is uh, uh, they're all out of stock. they have the they, okay. sold
4: through them all now. But but after, bear in uh, mind, uh, probably after we mentioned them on the podcast. Oh 100%. 100%. When was the last time we spoke about them? Probably like a month ago, and we were flicking through the, the there website, was five or and six. there were five or six, yeah. and they were sort of starting at like seven nine nine. Yeah, uh, around that for a prototype. Okay, that option's not there now, and that was great. But nonetheless, I.
2: It's a really interesting thing to be able guitars. to do. you can tell that you know a lot of time and attention goes into these guitars yeah. and they are very much you know, kind of handmade um, i think they're they 're super cool
4: for for the price for what is essentially four hundred pounds more than um,
3: than a standard Fender, I think that is a lot of guitar i think 13 yeah. I think like thirteen ninety nine to seventeen ninety nine is the new standard price if you want to buy something that's not custom shop but you want a, a nice American or yeah, homemade uh, guitar do you know what definitely, I mean? definitely and these I think slot in there in that price range very very
2: well mm. let's talk about one more guitar oh, um, God, I, can't yeah. for- I, can't I can't believe we, just- we missed this so um, this is the Ernie Ball Sterling James Valentine obviously a lot of success and Matt you've even bought the the full American version of the James yeah. Valentine. I think it only got edged out of our previous Gear of the Year by no. Well, we found well, out that it was <clears throat> Nam best at Nam last year, 2016. Last tw- was it 2016? Yeah, 2016. but oh, I think I think okay. we
3: included last year the Sterling Saint Vincent rather than the American James Valentine. Or oh, I think we just said we can't believe we didn't add the Saint Vincent in because I think the James Valentine we just like. Meh. But until I actually then played it, I was like, I can't believe we just didn't talk yeah. about it yeah
2: and I think we've all been impressed by your guitar and very impressed
3: by the sterling version um, I'm going to put it out there if I if I'd have played the American one and gone oh, I can't really oh, maybe I'll buy it in a couple of months and then I played the sterling one I, I honestly don't think there's any point in spending the extra money
2: <laughs> it's, it's, that's Matt so big. Knight
3: night. Um the only thing you're missing is the coil tap which is really nice on the American but one and there's a couple of changes to the bridge and the hardware it's,
4: it's, it's important to point out that you're not you're not saying that the music man isn't worth two oh, and, no, and a half it's, thousand it's pounds great, you're saying great, the it's, sterling it's, is, is is a two thousand pound guitar for seven hundred
2: yeah, quid? Basically, do we can we get an accurate price on them? Because I
4: think they are about six hundred
3: and eighty-two pounds. Well, there we
2: go. That is, insane. <laughs> <Which> is in <laughs> stock I mean, right so now from
3: your favorite retailer. So let's talk about it. So James well, Valentine, guitar and player Gag. in and
2: yeah. Maroon Five, <laughs> he's the guitar player in Maroon Five. So I guess their sound varies from kind of clean funk to like a bit of drive. It's obviously very poppy. I don't know. So you don't imagine <laughs> know anything about them. Um, <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> know who <it> was. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I guess it's a guitar that needs to be versatile, oh, but like any you know pop it's, it's, guitar player. Yeah, I mean,
4: he, they're hardly a band. Like he's just—he's basically a session guitarist for what is sort of an overproduced pop band.
2: You know. And also, I think like when I first saw them, and I think we talked about this before. What in Five? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> Five. Like not on TV. Like I haven't actually seen them. When, when, you, when you first saw when them, you went to, when, when I you first, first saw went them to play. a concert, <laughs> when I first saw them on TV, he was wearing an Operation Ivy T-shirt. So I oh, think really? he's like quite a diverse like musician and yeah. likes a kind of range of stuff. Yeah, he seems much cooler than the rest of the yeah I mean I'm not into the main fella he's a bit weird the
4: thing
3: is do you remember
2: when
4: the main fella had his own signature first act starter kit
2: really yeah
0: Yeah. that's (laughs) incredible (laughs) who is it Adam Levine yeah Adam Levine yeah yeah
2: so um, Matt talk about the actual differences between the American and the the Sterling they don't
3: on the website they kind of don't go oh well this is all the big differences between the two but (laughs) having obviously you know we've got it and played it the bridge is slightly different the American one has the like semi covered bridge with the slightly better saddles oh, on sort it. of
4: it's, it's quite a retro style kind yeah. of 60s style yeah. but very um, modern
3: it has the um, it doesn't have the coil tap compared to the American one and it doesn't have the flame maple neck but it still has a roasted maple neck yeah. with the roast. Um, I think that's it yeah and obviously the difference it, in where they're produced I think the pickups are the same Which I think it's, it's still got the wedge body it's still I but guess it's not a nitro finish but the pickups are very unique as the, well I think that's the thing the pickup, you know got a humbucker and a single coil but the single coil is slanted pole pieces that go from um, slightly further up so more towards like a the neck on the low E strings to a much brighter on the the top E string so it's strap
4: positioning yeah but they hide that single coil in a humbucker housing so it's a very unique look it has the look of a two humbucker guitar but it's a
3: it's a 72 telly it's it just I mean I've always been a fan ever since my first day working in a guitar shop when we had a second hand Music Man Luke I've always been a a massive fan of, of Music Man and I just don't know how they do this guitar for that money yeah it's yeah. it's fantastic. I, if someone said it's under a thousand pounds, I wouldn't we've um, yeah.
4: we've got nearly all the guitars in this list here at the moment, um, so that we could have a go on them. But also, you know, we were obviously trying out other things like amps and effects and you guys basically settled on the the Valentine as the platform guitar for everything when yeah, we were yeah. using the effects, which I actually disagreed with. I I thought the Fidelity was better. The th- but uh but but that yeah. that says something about the
3: Valentine and what you guys thought of it. Well, I mean, you know, I'm obviously lucky enough to own the American one. And playing this one, I was like... I mean, and obviously the American one has got some nice feet and, you know, the, the flame maple neck. And every time I pick it up and this one, you know, you can feel that there's a, obviously a little bit of downgrading to make it that price. But the Is- only thing I, I would say, and it's the thing that you pointed out was that it doesn't have the coil tap but it has the active boost yeah. which I never use and I think most people probably wouldn't use so it requires a 9 volt battery and if that battery runs out and there's no
2: passive mode, has no passive mode. mode. So it, it has to have the 9 volt so you got to make have. sure you take that jack out that I think is a bit of an oversight yeah for me yeah. I wouldn't have that in there but for that's that all but th- this guitar can't win for well, me well, but that's, that's always, <laughs> it's always going to be the way with signature models there's always going to be little quirks and stuff that perhaps you don't get on with because it is down to exactly what the player wants and don't forget you know if we're talking about having a battery in there Ed O'Brien would still need a battery in there. So if we're thinking about, you know, yeah. what's going to be think up kind of, there, you can the... turn
4: turn it off. You can turn it off in the Ed O'Brien. You yeah,
2: but dude, will it work without the nine volt?
4: Yes, actually, it will. Yeah, I think the sustainer off. works without. Yeah, the nine okay,
3: volt.
2: fine, because it defaults to a regular pickup at yeah, that point. Which it?
3: the thing is, all it's doing is adding in a a boost. Yeah, it's not actually changing the. the it's just a circuit, but obviously runs through that at yeah. the input stage, and then
2: if I was going to buy one of these I think the first mod I would do would
3: be just take well, out the I, active I just can't piece. believe they didn't put the coil tap in there because the coil tap opens that guitar up yeah. to hold because I often use it in the middle position with the um, neck but you could tap.
2: you could if you wanted to take out the active circuit and then use the push push on as the volume a split, as a core split there. for
3: the neck but, and that's the other thing actually the push push is a a nice it's, little touch. It's, it's brilliant because you just hit it and yeah, it just yeah. works. I have to go, like try and like yeah, yeah, yeah. pull it out. It just works. So we've right. talked through everything.
2: Yes. I think the way to go about this is we need to say our locks. So we pick one each, I would say, or we agree on some All right. that we think absolutely cannot be taken off this list. For, before we do that, though, I think we should, for the sake of fairness, we should remove the Ormsby because we haven't played it We just wanted to mention it as an honourable mention of something that, you know, has been announced this year that is pushing the boundaries. Absolutely. But I think we can't put it in our gear of the year list. As we haven't played it, I agree. The Ormsby, GTR Goliath, very good. uh, Good to know that it's out there. It's coming off the Guitar Nerds gear of the year list. So, Joe Branton, what would be your lock? Um, what I only let, allowed let, one lock? Let's do a quick rundown of the list. Fender, Ed O'Brien, Squire, Bullet, Mustang, Ernie Ball, Sterling, James, Valentine, Line 6, Fariac, Shuriken, Shergold Masquerader, 1, SM1, SD, SM01, SD, Epiphone, Les Paul, SL, PRS, SE, Exotic, 277, Semi, Hollow, Baritone, Fidelity, Double Standard, Chapman, ML3, Pro, Rabia, Signature. Joe Branton, what would you... What would be your lock? Because I think it needs me, the Fidelity double standard. Okay, fine. I'm going to colour that in in a slightly different colour on the spreadsheet. Using your crayon.
3: It's difficult because I've actually got I've got three that I think I've you can always have one that that's, that's, that's the beginning. Good, but I would pick um, if I was you I'd pick one to- I I'm gonna go for the James Valentine purely because it was a shame that we never put it in Gear of the Year before because now having owned one and playing this one yesterday I'm like do I that's get an a veto toe, or? Uh,
2: no you can't veto anything yet okay. later on J Cross if you're gonna save one thing on that list what well, absolutely in your mind has to be on that list that the two haven't the two guys haven't already picked the
3: bullet mustang squire bullet mustang yeah
4: oh Matt I think we've missed something here I think we should have defended something that needed defending uh, at this the, point. Thing,
3: the thing is I'm going to put it out there we've played all of these guitars we've played all of these Joseph guitars the, uh, we've, we've of these I guitar, and I don't well, think I've is, actually this played is
4: what it is every year is me <laughs> and Matt versus you two. Yeah, the, yeah. the
3: thing is I, we've played all of these guitars And I don't think there's a bad one. Matt, one of those guys would have locked the Valentine,
2: you idiot. Yeah, you should have saved
4: something.
3: (laughs) Uh, We needed to save the Rabia. No, I, I I don't care. Oh, right. I
2: don't care. I'm going to go in there and say I'm going to lock the Epiphone Les Paul SL. Because okay. I think that is a lot of guitar for 89 quid. So that leaves us. Uh, so the four locks are Squire Bullet Mustang, Ernie Ball, Sterling James Valentine, Epiphone SL and Fidelity Double Standard. So we've got one space left in our top five. Um, to fight out between the Fender Ed O'Brien Line Six Variax Shuriken Shergold Masquerader PRSSE Exotic Two Seven Seven Semi Hollow and the Chapman ML Three Rabia ML Three Pro Rabia Signature.
0: Well, I think first of all, we can, any, first it, of all, we can strike off the uh, three uh, joke. Baritone novelty guitars, <laughs> because as we believe. all know, as we all know, <laughs> I thought you'd be well into as the you, baritone. As I can't we know, believe we've got
4: an affinity on as this. As we list. all know, it's
0: it's not an affinity; it's a bullet. Whatever. As we all know, uh, only uh, grown-ups play in standard tuning, <laughs> uh, and uh, if you're if you're messing around with, it's, it's it's okay to do that when you know when you're when you're when you're when you're growing up. That's okay. Once you turn into a uh, a big a big grown-up. Big boy, you'll you'll learn that you'll is, learn that actually the way
3: forward is uh, is 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 normal is standard tuning. I agree. We can keep one of them. We can just get rid of the Line Six and the PRS. That, I, that, I mean, that is a strong
2: shout, Joey B. What do you think about that? Um, I I want to save the Chapman ML3 out
4: of this. I really like the others. I like the Ed O'Brien more on paper than I actually did when I played it. So okay. Um, so, I, I, I would be happy to lose um, the the Line 6, the PRS, and the Shergold. See, I
0: would actually like to, um, I think both the Ed O'Brien and the Shergold should be in that over the Fidelity. I've locked it.
4: The, the well, Mustang. No, the, no, the listen, the mate, first I've, got, thing to I've, go. I've got a key. I've got the key. <laughs> the lock, he's I've got the key. He's got the secret. <laughs> I've got um, the key. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll trade you. I'll, I'll, I'll trade let's, up. Let's we, not, we'll lose the Mustang, let's if we not lose do the anyf- Fidelity. How about that?
2: Let's not do anything crazy yet. Is there anything on this list that we feel doesn't hang on this list? I'm going to suggest one PRS SE Exotic 277. Yeah, yeah. it goes. Yeah. We,
4: I think we all agree think that, that it wasn't as good as the ML3.
0: I think the, the PRS and the Shuriken, we can... we can.
2: I think so. We can chop from the... We can say aren't in the top five. I think the Shuriken is excellent at what it's tried to do, which is do a different spin on the Variax yep. technology that yep. isn't just we put the Variax technology in a Strat, which yep. for, from seeming from how they're selling... or Not how they're selling, but seemingly those Pacificas are doing very, very well because most people just want Variax tech in a Strat. Yeah the shuriken is an excellent twist on that formula obviously the variac stuff paired with the helix it has been has you know made some huge step forwards in the last few years um and amazingly you know line six have kind of got into the metal market with the helix so it's pretty cool that they're now backing that up with a guitar that kind of works with that so i would say it's i think it doesn't hang on this list i think it's a
3: cool guitar it's a great little but it's not anything i think everything on this list is kind of something new and that doesn't feel to me like it's something like it's a it's a twist on something that's
2: established yeah you know um okay so let's strike the variax shuriken from this list um so we're left for the final spot Potentially, we can unlock stuff if we need to. Fender Ed O'Brien, Shergold Masquerader, and the Chapman ML3 Pro.
3: I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it again. I don't care what's in the top five. I think they're all amazing guitars. Yeah, oh, and this God. is the thing. Come no, on, honest, no so honestly, no, honestly. It's, cool <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh, just one, it's one not, of those it's years. It's of
4: all the time of years for you to go no. soft on me.
2: <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Do I told you, I was very tired that <laughs> night. All right. I'm gonna throw it out there. Let's not let's not talk about that. I'm gonna throw it out there. Fender Ed O'Brien, for me, yeah, doesn't hang on this list. You don't think that that oh, the is... Shergold
4: absolutely goes first?
2: No, I think the Shergold is. F- consider the price six nine nine. It is so good for that money. The neck is incredible. Um, I think the I think the Shergold's a great guitar, you, and I I think that it's a rubbish body shape. That would be my only criticism. That is my. But criticism. then at the same time, the Ed O'Brien is just a strat. No, it's a strat with a the, and no, a massive neck. Talking purely about the body shape. Yeah, it's just a strat. You know, I've seen. we talking purely about the body shape. It's one of the most popular the body, body, shapes. body shapes of all time. Versus I, the Shergold,
4: which looks like a smurf. <laughs> the, the,
2: Shergold, <laughs> the Shergold, I love everything about it. The only thing that I'm not particularly into is the body shape but I realise why they've done it it's the, that it was the Shergar body shape yeah. so initially I guess they're taking the original Masquerader body shape and they're saying look we're bringing this guitar back I expect that they've done quite well they've won a lot of awards you, you know you see people using them they're doing they're in a lot of shops I suspect that the next stage is to do something else. So, still use the Shergold name, yeah, and still, you know, have all that great value, the great playability. Maybe they're going to do a different sorry, body sorry, shape. Sorry,
4: are you are you trying to support the Shergold in this list based on stuff that they right. might do in the future?
2: N- what I'm saying is, I'm glad to, to see it back, and I think that they have absolutely. No, you, no, it's
4: not brand award. If you it's not brand award. If it's you a like, guitar award. if
2: you, if someone likes the body shape. I think for the money, there's no better guitar they could buy because well, the neck is so good. The pickups are so good. The feel is great. The sound is great. You think that the, the 700 quid you would spend on a Shergold is a
0: better 700 quid than you'd spend on a uh, James Valentine?
3: Well, hold on. I, I was going to say, if someone came into the shop and went, right, I want like a raw finished neck. I want great pickups. I want great hardware. I, and I've got like you know some money spent. I'd be like, buy the Shergold. Don't buy the Fidelity. I'm what? sorry Joe but I just think
1: I think
0: so the Fidelity wrong. I think the Fidelity is a great guitar a
3: really great but guitar but would you rather have that or the Shergold I would I, rather have a Fidelity I
2: personally uh, would rather have for the, the Fidelity uh, but there is quite a price jump between those two guitars yeah. but I think what you're getting is so different that we can't yeah. compare on price it's it's you, you're and also you're getting
0: you're talking about a a one-off custom shop here that is there there is a there is a certain level of um, there is a certain level of standardization to it in that, yeah, it's one of the body shapes, but the guitars are all so different mm. can you really judge that guitar shape off of this one guitar well, that's that's
3: hmm. well also the pro- i think that's almost the problem with the fidelity is like they're so one-off. It's like, how can you have one guitar that's the best well, yeah. in in a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally, gonna it's it
2: is going to be difficult to fit it into this list, I think. But it's J- Um Jay actually raised a better point, and I think the better query is if someone came into the shop and said, "I've got seven hundred quid to spend. I've been looking at the Shergold and the James Valentine. I almost said the James O'Brien. Then that's weird. <laughs> um, the Valentine, uh, the James Valentine, and the the Shergold. Mm. What should I buy?" out of those two what would you recommend Joe Brantelli <laughs> never say <Bar-Huntally. laughs> Joe Brantelli the, well the valentine Matt Knight yeah the valentine Jay Cross valentine I as much as I love the Shergold and I think if the valentine wasn't there I'd be fighting for this definitely to be top five but yeah. also maybe top three um, I I just think it can't quite hang there because the valentine is so so good for the money I, I don't think it's sh- I don't think the
0: Shergold shouldn't be there at the expense of the Fidelity. But it's that's, such a different price
4: point. That's... Yeah. That's, was, you can't, like... By that I'm, I'm taking
0: I'm taking into account the price point. I'm taking into account all of it. Okay. I, I think... I, I think the Shergold is a great guitar for that money. Yeah. I think the Fidelity is a very cool guitar for the money. I, I really do. And I think that it's really cool that we're seeing... Especially based on what you see... Because I was getting... Honestly, I was getting a bit burnt out of going to... Guitar shows and seeing ten different companies doing a Les Paul custom with a flame top for two and a half grand yeah and, and you know they're they're all the they're all more or less the same and I just I got a bit bored of seeing it all and that's why I was so drawn to the fidelity stuff is I thought that it's something very cool it's a cool British company doing something very different but It also feels familiar and it doesn't feel weird and it doesn't feel quirky. It feels like a... It it feels right. Whether that justifies it being one of the best five guitars released worldwide this year Uh I I think
4: is a a different question. So so my, my problem is that I think we've raised an excellent point with the James Valentine versus the Shergold in that they're the same thing and they don't compare. I think... I kind no, of have the not, same. It's not fair to say they don't compare. I think that Well one comes one comes out top. I agree, sorry, I worded that badly. I, I just meant one comes out it's definitely not, better.
2: It's not for me, I don't think that I prefer the feel of the Shergold, but if you put both of them in front of me, I'd pick the James Valentine every time simply because of the body shape. Yeah. Okay. So I feel if they're fighting for the same spot in our top five, and I don't think the Fidelity is fighting for that spot. I sort of think the Shergold but needs... What, but what you're suggesting there is, and I think that,
0: you know, I'm not meaning to rush ahead, but I think we can probably, between the four of us, safely say that the Valentine is probably our favourite of the guitars. No, it's not. It's probably our favourite of the guitars. And so what you're saying there is, so the Shergold isn't the best guitar released this year, but, therefore it's not in the top five, whereas the Fidelity might be in the top
4: but we five should. maybe but what, we should be and therefore that this, should be there over the Shergold we should be having this conversation about the SL and the Mustang I was going to well. say the same thing I because mean, I, th- my, I think the SL broke boundaries that the
2: Mustang didn't if it was me I'd unlock the Bullet Mustang and I'd put the Shergold in I see I don't think so I don't think so at all
1: I think, yeah, the, I I think the Bullet that.
4: absolutely I think both the Bullet and the SL do- absolutely deserve to be in the top five I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think the Bullet did enough whilst it's a great guitar i don't think we're arguing that but i mean but I think what in, you're but what you're talking else, about there what you're talking about on, there
0: is 30 quid that's what that's the difference uh, true true that's the difference but, between the sl and the bullet it's but everything else quid. on
4: this list was some, offered something different and new like every single guitar was was something maybe other than the prs offered something new to the market
2: this year except I'm, for the bullet i'm not sure about that I'm going to say now that none of us are
3: really fighting for the Ed O'Brien to be in the top five. How do we feel well, about... Well, I've just kind of stepped out of the, the conversation on that because I thought we were going to go somewhere else. But, I mean, I don't know. It's it's. I really like it. But if I had to choose between the other guitar that's on there, between the Chapman and the Ed O'Brien, my heart, if I had to go out to the shop and buy one today, I'd probably buy the Chapman.
0: Yeah. Shall we... Okay, shall we each choose a top three and see what guitars
2: are in the list and what guitars are not in the list. Okay, we can do that. We can do that. We can do that, definitely. So we've only managed to knock out three
3: guitars this at is this fine. point. No,
2: this is fine. This is fine. I think this, this is, is the get best selection of
3: guitars we've we've ever had. This, right. this yeah. is yeah. A very
2: broad selection of This guitars. is the toughest guitar category we've ever had because all of these, excluding the Ormsby, I think because we haven't played it, um, we've spent quite a lot of time with and could win depending on what you're buying you know if you let's say you want a hollow body baritone the PRS 277 is the best hollow body baritone that's come out this year if you wanted you know a something that was metal that you know fit into a larger ecosystem of record for recording or for Mm. you know stage performance the Variax could win. That is the best option for that. Mm. Um, if you want... If someone came in up to you and said, oh, I've been to a lot of guitar shows this year, I really feel like I want to, you know, support a British guitar company, but I I don't want a Les Paul, a Strat yeah. style guitar, yeah. the Fidelity would win
3: this. Completely. Um, the difficulty is they're all really good. Yeah. Um, so... Because I'm starting to look at it as though I'm back in the store and just like I was... If I was working in the store now... Back when I recommended the Bar Hartelly to everyone, right now I'd be recommending of James Valentine to everyone. Absolutely, (laughs) and and you know what we wouldn't be recommending a Shergo because they're ugly. (laughs)
4: And it, it, <laughs> but it, it literally comes down to that. Spec-wise, it's fantastic. It plays great. I don't ever want to be seen with one. I don't ever want to play I'm one. Not, but not... really, I couldn't. I wouldn't be happy
2: having that guitar in a top five it's, it's... on account of but that. But then I think that's so subjective.
3: You know, a lot sure. of people don't get on the get on with the look of Reverend guitars, for example. Yet, you know, we all but really it, like them. You know what's funny is that I thought most people would, wouldn't like the James Valentine because they don't want to be associated with... Maroon, Maroon 5. five yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> no, Mike,
2: no one knows who he is. So <laughs> just just like, it <laughs> okay, well, I think what Jay suggested is a good idea because we, we're kind of butting up against a bit of a brick wall here. So, it, Joe Branson, if you were going to pick three to be in your top three right now, what would they yeah. be? Um, <clears throat> the Chapman ML3, the.
4: Oh, it's, it is tough. It's really tough. The Epiphone SL, and the Fidelity Double Standard. But I'm expecting that the fidelity's gonna get outvoted by the by the sounds of it. Okay. And, and I think it's unfair for us to keep it if I'm the only one who's uh who's who's into the fidelity. Whilst I've locked it, if I am the only one who even thinks it should be top five, then it's probably unfair for it to be top five.
3: Manite, what would you uh, what would you go for? Top three? James Valentine. Yep. Rabia. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I have all the guitars I've played I've spent time with I'd buy I'm going to have to put the Ed O'Brien on there Okay Jay Cross Bullet Mustang
2: <laughs> Everyone's just going to get one vote isn't it <laughs> James Valentine Yep
0: And uh, Epiphone SL Okay For me
2: I know what's going to happen here we're going to have three clear <laughs> ones and then then we've got to be like okay well we're back in exactly the same spot whether they'll be the first the same four that we, we picked so I'm going to say uh, Ernie Ball James Valentine I think for me hands down is my favourite guitar that I've played this year surprise surprise Contrary Joe Branton the only person
0: who <laughs> yeah, didn't pick and it that's only because he knows that everyone else is voting for it so he can <laughs> I just, shift I just, a vote
2: elsewhere yeah. um, Epiphone <laughs> SL I'm going to pick and oh this is so difficult Um, what else have I had dead air dead air I oh, know I'm thinking this is really difficult Shergold
4: oh, What? <laughs> what no no we can't no you can't oh. so well, it, is
3: there anything there that didn't well, get any well, votes well. I think someone messed oh, up I'm there messed up on there. The, sorry, yeah. you put it in the wrong uh, wrong category there the thing is oh, I think sorry. there's three guitars that have come out of that that we can go they're definitely in the top five well
2: there's three there that have got more votes than anything so Ernie Ball um, Sterling James Valentine I think we lock that into I'm just going to change the colour on the sheet uh, we lock that into the top five top five Rabia surprisingly wasn't an yeah. original lock but you know it has got a couple of votes goes into the top five um, and the uh, Epiphone SL is yeah. clearly one of the favourites so Um, The other ones that got votes, the Fidelity Double Standard, the Squire Bullet Mustang, and the Fender Ed O'Brien. So we've got to chop one of them. Yeah. Which one? Okay, if you had to chop one of those three, so the Fender Ed O'Brien, the The Squire Bullet Mustang the Masquerader and the Fidelity double standard well
0: the oh yeah and the Masquerade say so, yeah we've got chop well should we lose two of four
4: yeah well the only ones that never got locked originally were the Shergold and the Fender Ed O'Brien so in theory they should go um, you know
2: out, out of out of those I kind of agree I kind of agree that that's the way we should do it but um, let's go around the room if you had to cut one right now what are you cutting Shergold Matt Knight Uh, Mustang J Cross, Fidelity. <laughs> Basically, I've got the deciding vote in that case. No, because if you choose the yellow pride, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, what's going?
4: What's going, Mark Packham?
3: Oh, this is so difficult. In I'm... fact, actually, to make it easier, because I was confused by the colours, um, I'd also probably cut out the Fidelity over the. Um, <sighs> So two votes for Fidelity. Vote for
4: Sweet. I wish I had made decisions what, on guitars after playing them for
3: five what seconds. What did you originally... Uh... I said the Mustang. Did I say the Mustang? Yeah, you did say the Mustang. Yeah, but what, I would change that to Fidelity. And what did you say? Um,
2: I said the Masquerader. Oh, this is so difficult. And what did you say? Fidelity. Fidelity. So two, two, two for cutting Fidelity. Yeah.
0: I really... I like, I do I like really like. I really like the Fidelity. I don't like that the... the um, pickup selector is on a rotary control. I I can't. You know, I can never get behind
3: I, that. I I I'm I personally for me I just don't like the way it looks. Okay, fair enough. Um, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'd much rather. And I and I'm not a massive fan of the way the Shergold looks. But I think the Shergold, and I you know certainly don't want the guy if they take this wrong. The fidelity doesn't feel as finished as a body shape to me as the Shergold does okay I think because two people have voted for it I think we have to cut the fidelity I agree
2: which is a shame because it is absolutely it is fantastic guitar. Guitar. It's, yeah, um,
0: it's a great guitar really great guitar I just don't think it's one five. of the best five guitars that released this year yeah. and I think 90%. that's how we have to look at it yeah, yeah definitely
2: and I think if you were if you got that money to spend and you really want to buy you know, British made guitar and you want to have constant contact with the Luthier and get exactly what you want Fidelity seemed like the company to go to it, you know it, mm. it, it, just incredible guitar Absolutely. and also I think it straddles that really nice kind of modern um, you know playability yeah. not that it's like an Ibanez or something but it just plays really nicely yeah and you've got that kind of like pawn shop looks to it, you know, yeah. um, to a greater or lesser extent. I guess depending on how much relicing you want and what you actually go for. So yeah, um, well done for, for Fidelity Guitars, real small company making it into yeah. the uh, the top ten. Uh, this kind I really of,
0: uh, and I really hope that we see more from. Well, I'm really interested. I, one thing that I'm always really interested in is seeing how companies like this grow. Yeah, one thing that we talk <laughs> about a lot on here is is seeing where companies can, how they can scale from being a you know a, a small couple of person operation into whether that turns into a real viable um business where you've got proper distribution yeah. as opposed to just selling direct to
2: consumer and that's uh, if they can if they can scale that up i think it would be fantastic definitely definitely so um yeah good stuff more to look forward to from fidelity in the future so what have we got left so our actual locks for the top five so far are ernie ball sterling james valentine epiphone s uh, les paul sl and the chapman ml3 pro Rabia signature so we've, we've got, got the Mustang the Edda Bryan and the Masquerader then if you had to cut one of those three
4: Joe Brandon, what would you cut I would say what I've been saying the whole time well actually no I've been saying the Masquerader but I,
2: I... <laughs> 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 um, what would you cut
3: out of those three the Mustang you'd cut the bullet Mustang I would also cut the bullet Mustang because I think we've got the Epiphone SL in there and I think that's a cooler guitar this year than kay. the Mustang the Mustang's a great guitar but I think the is just that tad cooler J Cross
0: This is a bit more difficult for me now because I think out of those three, the one that I would be least likely to play is the Ed O'Brien. Okay. so I feel like I'm mutineering here. Now I understand how <laughs> difficult you found it the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I, 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 and that's why I've sort of stayed away from talk because I didn't want the Ed O'Brien to be in there. I wanted the offsets to be in there. And It would be much easier. But I, I've sort of stayed away from talking about it because it's. You're right in that the guitar is designed more for it isn't designed for me. Yeah. It's designed for people like you, Joe and Matt. Um who are more in, involved in a sort of soundscaping world mm. i think the bullet mustang is super cool and i i i really do think that it's that just saying this and the sl are you can only have one and you, you the the upper end's better because it's cheaper is daft because you really are you're looking at 30 quid that's the it, difference between
2: those two definitely it, definitely but actually the re because they're so close together I think the one yeah. that I'm going to cut is the Bullet Mustang I'm, I'm, because I think I would rather have an Epiphone SL and I don't think we can compare the Bullet Mustang to the Ed O'Brien I don't think we can no. compare it to the Shergold I don't think we can compare it pretty much to anything else on the list apart from the SL
0: so you, you I just I those I didn't like the sound of those pickups the thing is,
2: at I'm, all the Epiphone Yeah. oh no I liked it I thought it was good the it's, thing is, it's I, definitely different you know it's not a Les Paul it's it's supposed to be kind of a bit like janky and a little bit yeah yeah I get that I get that it, you know they've definitely gone for a yeah. this is your SL single
3: a, a loyal <laughs> the
4: thing is, I, single
3: loyal that's what it stands for yeah. sure I, I wouldn't single loyal. play the SL but I'm thinking of being a store guy and selling it to, to young kids and just thinking like that's a cool guitar to, to run with agree. something I, a bit agree. different I, and the Mustang to me yellow with, I think that's the thing I think it's a little bit more vibey for you know, people that want to get into playing guitar who are probably of, like a younger age. Oh. want saying that doesn't—they want a Les Paul guitar that doesn't look like a Slash. Do
2: you know what? This is—it's going to sound a little bit superficial, but I hate the colour of the Bullet Mustang and I love the colours on the SL. It's just if you're going to spend that, for me, if I was going to spend that money, it's like this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's kind of throwaway money, isn't it? A hundred quid. You think like, oh, I got a hundred quid in a bonus or whatever that I just want to buy something. I don't really want any more pedals. Maybe I'll buy another guitar to just muck around with in the house. One of the key things at that point for me is how it looks because I know for a hundred quid it's not going to play like a thousand pound guitar. Yeah. I yeah. want something that I can put on a stand in the living room that looks super cool. And I don't think the Mustang in that finish looks super cool. If they'd have done his graffiti yellow and his well, you know, it's available in black as well as uh, sure, lane. sure. I, I don't think the black looks particularly nice either. Um, I think if they'd have done like the same colours mm-hmm. as the SL. We might be having a very different conversation. Yeah, that's that's all it's going to come down to for me because I think they're both excellent value for money, and I think that if they'd done this in pink, this might win Guitar of the Year next year, maybe. Well, there <laughs> <you> uh, <go. laughs> I, I I think it's safe to say that the Bullet Mustang, for, uh, despite being incredible for the money for the hundred ish, hundred and fourteen pounds, and I think for some players, you know, if you gave both those guitars to a kid in a store some players will probably prefer the mustang some will prefer the sl i yeah, don't think sure. there's not a playability difference as such i just think for the money they are and from the perspective that i've got on it i'd rather spend roughly 100 pounds on the sl because it just looks a bit cooler and is it is more of a novelty guitar but novelty in a good way mm. than the squire yeah that would be my argument for it but yeah. uh, totally the you know if you were if i was sending you know my little niece into a shop to buy a guitar Either of those will do the job 100%. Yeah. They they're both quality. So does that
3: mean we've got a top we've got a we've got a 5.
2: We've got a 5 and now we need to put them into an order. Um, we're up at 100 and, no not 100 um. an, an hour and 38 minutes on this podcast so <laughs> Can we make this the longest Gear of the Year episode ever? Probably. No, I think I, I seem think you remember the is. guitar one last year was nearly two hours. Was it? Okay, fine. Well, I mean, maybe this will be now as well because we have. No, got... I think this is fairly straightforward now. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Let's uh, let's do this. So, if you were going to place these into an order, what would be? Your order. But we're going to go around the table. I think right? that's got to be the way to do it. And then yeah. if we all say like, okay, that's definitely number five for everyone, yeah. then that obviously goes into number yeah. five on the list. Joe, I mean Joe's obviously is going to be ridiculous in some way or another. So, what are we saying? What am I do?
4: Am I screwing these one to five?
2: Uh, yes. So do your your fifth fifth one first.
4: Okay. So talking
2: to your microphone as well, that might help. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um okay so out of the Edda Brian the Ernie Ball James Valentine the Shergold Masquerader the Epiphone SL and the Chapman ML3 Pro Rebeer signature model number 5 is the Shergold Masquerader Okay um uh number 4 uh is the the O'Brien. Brian Okay Number three is the James Valentine.
0: That's tactical vote. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I was thinking about putting it forth. Uh, it's just not. It, i just. I don't. I'm. I haven't quite worked out what you guys see in in a really sort of average far eastern guitar like it, that has a battery oh. that doesn't work that doesn't work without a 9 volt battery I, like, Joe the, what are you talking the, 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 the Chapman a is a, a good guitar why are you talking
0: about it like that yeah.
4: number number two the SL number one the Chapman ML3 okay interesting Matt
2: Knight what are, we, uh, what are
4: you
3: saying Joe started on the similar to me five Shergold okay four
2: uh, Ed O'Brien Hang on, I'm j- I'm updating this in the list so we can do an actual okay. statistical rundown. So okay. you're going
3: Ed O'Brien fourth. Yeah. SL3. Okay. R- uh, the Chapman two and the James Valentine one. Okay, fine. Jay Cross, give me time to catch up yeah, on this. Yeah, it's fine.
2: I'm just going to look at what order Joe did his <laughs> in. And do and exactly do the, the opposite. opposite. Yeah. Matt was the Epiphone SL your number two. Uh, is number three. Okay, fine. And the beer was number two. That's correct. Okay, J Cross. Okay, I would say number
0: five is the uh, Chapman. Okay. Simply because baritones for me, it's not what it's not my forte. I'm not really into the. The look of that one. Of course. Um, You know, that is what it is. Number four. Probably the Shergold. Okay. No, the Ed O'Brien. Okay. The Ed O'Brien. Number three, the Shergold.
2: Okay. He's thinking.
0: No, 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 I'm there now. The two, uh, two is the Epiphone, and then uh, number one is the Valentine for me. Okay, fine. Uh, so I need to think about mine. Oh, what
4: an average list. Okay. <laughs> right, right come so, on, Come on, then. Give me your
2: average opinions, Mark Packham. So... Hit me up, number five. I'm going to say, number five on this list, the thing that I would least like to... I'd like to play all of these guitars, actually, but... I'm going to go with the uh, yeah, Ch- Chapman ML3 Pro. <laughs> uh, Joe's already filled it. In, Joe, I, I know what your top five is. I'm just going to fill it in. <laughs> and I want to explain why though. So the ML3 it's Pro is the same
0: as mine.
2: <laughs> ML, ML3 Pro is a metal metal baritone, which for me, although I can appreciate it's an incredible guitar, really well built, does exactly what it needs to do for the market that it's aiming for. For me, it's not. I, I just wouldn't play that on a on a day to day, and I also, but I also think because I was worried about this in that you know Chapman guitars themselves submitted the ML1 Pro, yeah, um, but I think we have to pick our favorite of the guitars that we've played, and you guys, you know, clearly loved that beer baritone, mm-hmm. so I thought you know we'll put that in instead of the ML1 Pro. I, personally, I would. I, I, <laughs> personally i would rather play the mo1 pro because it's a more standard guitar but i also don't think that would get as far in this list as the beer has i think the beer was a much better option for us to put in because you guys are so passionate about how good it was but for me obviously it's not ticking the boxes from what i would want from a guitar um number four ed o'brien obviously um because you know i i don't think it uh, I think it's you know it's a nice strat, but again it's made for a very specific market. And although I actually love playing with sustainiac guitars, sustainer guitars, mm. um, I think they're super fun. Would I use it? And would I want to pay the premium for having that there? Probably not because it's not something that I would use. Um, I'm going to go three, the Masquerader, um, because. I, I think it's incredible value for money I think it's very very well built um, I, but I think it's in any other year I think it would come even higher in this list um, because of the value for money there and what you get for it the the build quality is fantastic um, but there's the, just such strong competition number two for me Epiphone SL um, absolutely has just, to-
4: just for the listeners I well when Ma- when Mark started talking I filled in Mark's top five yeah. exactly of, as mark is now of delivering course, them because, because you're
2: so predictable no well, because i've made coherent arguments because i've made coherent arguments. arguments i mean it's quarter past 12 in the afternoon and you're already drunk and making <laughs> rambling statements about stuff whereas i you know i've considered this stuff and although this probably isn't the top 5 that i would have ended up with out of all of those guitars i think it's quite the benefits for each of these is actually are actually quite obvious so number two epiphone sl i think for 79 quid what an absolute bargain mm. and again any other year this could easily be number one on the list mm. um i think you know if if my number one the ernie ball sterling james valentine hadn't come out the epiphone sl would be my guitar i mean obviously because i put it at number two but it would be quite clearly the winner because it's such good Do value for just money think the
4: neck is a bit wimpy on it's a bit wimpy
2: Epiphone on the uh, on, on your number one uh, on no, valentine it's
3: really no. chunky nice. no it's Great. perfect yeah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely perfect yeah it's
2: really chunky it's bigger than like a Fender Neck it's bigger than just a modern yeah. C it's uh, yeah. yeah I absolutely yeah, like
3: an not
0: quite no cast it's a 52 it's, it's Kelly it's not neck. A Gibson thick I would though, say
3: it? it's the best neck profile I've ever played I, I really like Jeez it it's honestly one of the best guitars do you want to sell me
0: your Ocean Pink Les
3: Paul do you know what I and I did say this yesterday. I've since buying that Music Man. Granted, I have the American one. I've barely played any of my other guitars because it it is just it's just out of this world. It really, really is. Yeah, yeah. So I
2: I was blown away by how good the Sterling is. I've got to admit, I, I took it out of the gig bag, not expecting much because actually I'd played the St. Vincent Sterling, <laughs> yeah, which is okay. Yeah, it's okay. I don't think it's Anywhere near as good as what they've done with the yeah, um, yeah. The James And this Valentine's. is this
0: is something
3: that we've we've spoken yeah, about we've, between so the four that's, of that's us. That's because thing. Joe's
0: got the the Sterlington home.
3: And I quickly played yeah. it and I was like, I'd much rather have the American the one. Difference between, the difference struggle. between
0: those two I think is huge. I think that I think it's still a good guitar, but the yeah. difference is huge. The difference between the
2: two Valentines is is yeah.
0: minimal. Yeah.
2: And I think for quite a while now we've been looking for a seven to 700 pound to a thousand pound guitar to top all the bar mm. telly and do you know what i think it's very very close so, if, if so someone handed me those two so what what again what happens when the battery runs out in this guitar well i just i might just take the active so you, So we're talking about a guitar that you guys Kids, you play active your- basses
4: yeah you love active you basses don't, you
0: don't, no i don't okay not sorry no, this week you're not playing active basses but last week that's all that you. But that's all that you cared about. I don't, think I don't, know, where, I don't know where we'll I be. Don't In fairness, I don't know where we'll be next week. But, but you know. I,
3: know, I know. I don't play guitar that much. I mean, I play guitar a little bit. You know, at home. I don't think I've had to change the battery
2: and you've had the guitar a year nearly I've had the guitar so I I don't think it's too much to worry about what I will say to you Joe is remember this when you're talking about active when we get to the best bass thing category and you're making an argument for something that's got an active bait an active preamp in it not just one active preamp (laughs) several I think we can't take that in I can't personally take that into account because I I can take it into account actually but I love the feel and the sound of the guitar so much I don't care. Yeah. yeah, I actually don't care. It's yeah. not a factor for yeah. me. When on a lesser guitar, it would be a deal breaker. In this instance, don't care. It's, it's that good. So where are we at, Jay? You've kind of put together a a, a, sc- a scoring a, system, a mathematical. So the it, the lower the the lower the s- score, score, the
0: higher the place. Unfortunately, uh, the uh, Fender and the Shergold have ended up on the same number of points. I've literally right. just done this on the fact that uh, if it was given, if it was considered the first best. If it was considered the best, I gave it one point. The second best, two points, and then from each of us, right? So it's averaged out with um, the uh, oh, what have I? Yeah, with the Ernie Ball, with the with the Valentine in first place, the Epiphone in second place, the Chapman in third place, and then the uh, uh, the Fender and the Shergold in joint fourth.
2: I think, although I don't sort of echoes the sort of sentiment of the room quite well. I think so, and I don't like I I don't like doing things like mathematically. I think us talking through it. Is a better way of doing it, but we kind of have just done that, and actually, this the math kind of bears it out. So, I would totally agree with with that. So, what the only thing that we've got to decide really is fourth and fifth between, I mean, do do we we have to though? What we do, Shergold and Ed O'Brien,
0: we just sort of they're both making to the top five, and neither of those are
2: getting into the I know. I think we we have to do a fourth and fifth. I think we have to, we have to do a top five, yeah, absolutely. So, if you were going to pick what would get fourth place, Ed O'Brien.
3: The stupid thing is we know exactly what's going to happen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's almost no point in doing it. Okay, so what would you say, Jay? Ed O'Brien. I would fourth. also say the Ed O'Brien.
0: Jay? Uh, oh, it's so difficult. Um, Be honest. If you I know had to I'm, buy I'm, two, I'm, one I'm, of
3: those two guitars, realistically, we'd If I, had to, I, had I
0: If I had to buy one of those guitars, I would buy the Shergold. No, oh, no,
3: you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. Do you know Ed
2: O'Brien is white. It's the only colour you play. Do you, do you know what? I'm Because the Shergold has made it into the top five, I'm happy to concede it in fifth place. Yeah, I'd, I'd, agreed. I'd agreed. Be, although I would, out of the two guitars, I would buy the Shergold because it's a couple of hundred quid less and I prefer, I don't need the extra stuff on the Ed O'Brien. I'm will. i happy to concede a place because it's made it into the top five. That That is more than enough for me. We okay. happen to do that. So, yep. fifth I place. Remember that. Remember that. What? I did concede. <throat> only on your unreasonable opinion. Um, so, in that case, our Gear of the Year, our Guitar of the Year 2017, in fifth place, the Shergold Masquerader 1 SM01SD. Uh, in Catchy. Four- fourth place, the Fender Ed O'Brien Stratocaster. In third place, the Chapman ML3 Pro Rabia Signature. In second place, the Epiphone Les Paul SL. And in first place, the Ernie Ball Sterling James Valentine.
3: I would own all five of those guitars and be perfectly happy.
2: Blimey, I feel absolutely drained. We've done an hour and 51, and we've got another category to discuss, although it's more simple. But I think maybe we should just have a couple minutes break, and we'll be... I uh, need the bathroom. (laughs)
0: I'm
2: not going to use that music. I'm going to use different music.
0: I was just going to do it so that...
2: Um, we'll we'll record the sound of Matt peeing while you do that music let's let's not do that we're going to have a break we're going to be right back when we're talking um, listeners uh, gear of the year listeners listeners choice (laughs)
0: sorry choice
2: where they've uh, they've already made the decisions for us which is good but I think we should talk about all the things uh, in the list anyway so we'll be right back uh, with listeners choice And we're back with uh, tea in hand, all refreshed, From the well, I mean, that was quite epic. That was two hours of guitar shootout, basically. I was so
3: desperate for the toilet, I needed to be over. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Um, So, just a short category now because actually, this one is not picked by us. This is the 2017 Listener's Choice Awards. Now, the way that this one was decided was we basically opened up the Facebook group to um, any of our listeners or just anyone on Facebook, really, to say what bit of gear have you liked the best this year and the way the voting worked was people suggested things and if they were seconded by anyone they automatically went into the poll so we probably had you know there was like 200 things suggested but there was maybe 20 things that two people said were the best thing that they had tried this year Uh, and those went through to a poll and I don't know if someone wants to actually get the figures up here um, but I've got the top five it'd be interesting to see what percentage of the vote they got so at number five uh, was the Orange Rocker 32 Combo, which is the stereo uh, little valve amp that they did. Been winning a lot of praise. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the best amp category. Have we got the percentage?
0: Uh, no, because it it's, not, percentage it's not as easy rates. as okay, that. Okay,
2: we'll tell it how many votes.
0: Um, it had it had uh, 12 votes.
2: 12 votes. Okay, um, and in fourth... So just going... If, so hang on, there was... How many did you say there was in the top 10. Well, it wasn't top ten. It was like it was top top five. Top, well, there was there was quite a few more than that. Oh. There was like twenty things.
0: Was there? Okay, because it's only I can only see. There one, was eleven. Too. 11, 11, eleven. Okay, right. I thought so was the um the the there was one product that got zero votes, and then the the next lowest was uh six. So. 18 uh, Sorry 12 is not bad
2: Yeah not bad at all So with 12 votes The Orange Rocker 32 um, Next up The Fender Offset Mustang Oh That's weird isn't it Our listeners
3: Sort of agree with me How weird That's well, surprising Because m- no one agrees with you yeah. Well yeah <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> How sad. many votes did
0: that get uh, They got 17 Okay um, 17 mates I've got there In third place The Keeley DNM Drive Interesting How many only votes uh, That got 18 votes Wow only one in it it's, uh, it's close. I didn't. I I'd like. I'd like to make it clear. I didn't vote here. And I, I know that uh, Joe Branton got told off in the group text for voting.
2: Yeah. Well, I, as the listener's choice, I thought it would be unfair for us to vote. So I was thinking, swaying public opinion. No one should get involved in this. And then you voted. Yeah. Because <laughs> so uh. an Idiot. That's that's I
3: like
0: did, I didn't realize. So I
3: probably forgot he was on the podcast. So was Joe, you're
0: cle- you clearly never listen to the
2: podcast. Yeah. You're not a listener. You don't listen to anyone. You just got to get boozed up and then rant about things. <laughs> what? Um, um, and um, thank God your one vote didn't sway this in any way, because I think once you voted, you can't undo your vote. Yeah, that's true. So, so um, I'm glad it didn't affect it in any way. Um, in second place, the Tate Effects Brexit. Seems like a bit of nepotism in Brexit there. If you, uh, the Brexit drive, is isn't that what the it's Brexit
0: called? Brexit
2: means Brexit. Uh, but the Brexit yeah. means Brexit yeah. drive, I think it is. I think there's a
0: little bit of nepotism going on there. Stuart Tate of Tate Effects being a occasional podcast podcast. Listener, he's a forum contributor. Forum contributor, so lots did, of air quotes going on did there. Did very I think well. How many votes? Uh, they got uh 28
2: votes, so managed to wrangle 28 other forum dwellers into uh devoting excellent work by uh by Stuart and at number one the Boss MS3
0: 46 votes that one got quite a. Uh, I should have we should have worked out the percentages
2: because that doesn't sound very impressive no does no it?
4: this is really like <laughs> the <laughs> listeners
2: award where like 50 people <laughs> vote yeah I 10. mean what, you, what you've got to bear in mind is uh, you know of the amount of people who listen to the podcast a smaller percentage are in the uh, the Facebook group and then mm. a smaller percentage of that will then vote on the, the award yeah. but I mean what it does it shows that it's you know it's got uh, far and away the most votes in the group and I think We'll talk about it when we get around to Best Pedal, but I think for the majority of our listeners, knowing what their kind of setups are and what they spend on gear, I'm not surprised that the MS3 won this, because I think our listenership generally sits somewhere in between not people who are just starting out, but kind of intermediate players and people who spend a lot of money on gear and also people who you know, want to own a lot of effects... But can't necessarily do that and the ms3 i think is that perfect product for them because it's you know it's a multi-effects at its heart but it's also got the uh, external effects loop so i kind of feel that our listeners might have three different boutique drives but they're not then necessarily going to have, you know, a boutique chorus, boutique flanger, boutique phaser, loads of different delays. So the MS3 kind of fills in the rest of that gap, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised that that is the one that's that's taken the award. I don't know how you guys feel. So just uh, just
0: looking at the figures here. So I've just added it up. There was 149 votes. Okay. And uh, meaning the boss MS3 got just over a third. Okay. Um, I would also like to point out that uh, just missing out on the top five is the uh, Pelican Noise Works fifty-fifty. Yeah. Now, um, people who are familiar with how Facebook polls work will know that <laughs> uh, you can see, you can only see what people who you're friends with have yep. voted for okay and ha- i happen to be friends with both ryan and steve from 60 cycle hum and i can see that they both voted for their pedal the okay. pelican noise was 50, 50 50 and i feel like that that deserves bringing down a couple of notches for that because i'm not into that insider trading and uh uh Corporate
2: espionage that's well, going on I mean, there. How many people who work for Boss voted for the MS3? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's
0: that's, actually that's, have a, let's actually
3: check that out, shall we? Um, uh, well,
0: actually, one of those votes was Joe Bradton. Right, what? So we will discount that. <laughs> okay. One of those votes was Jeff. Who works for uh, Boss. From, that's uh, actually the. Oh, actually, you know, you can see everyone who voted for it, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Maybe. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I, who knows? Matt it's still might a great be. Product. product. It still definitely should have.
2: It, it, uh, totally it, and I, th- I think winning. We, and
4: I never agree with the listeners
2: we can I think we can all agree that all the things there that were voted for I think probably the MS3 is a worthy winner but yeah. will it fare as well in day three's best pedal category well, that it hasn't won that is what we need to. Uh, <laughs> that's what we need to find out. And also, we need to decide whether the MS3, because it's won the listeners' choice poll, does it go through to the day five final considerations. That is something that we will need to discuss when day five rolls around. Um, thanks so much for uh, joining us for the best guitar and listeners' choice categories. Of course, there's more to come this week. There's going to be a podcast every day. Tomorrow, we are going to be discussing best amplifier and excuse me weirdest gear
1: <laughs> a bit weird day one.
2: definitely got a bit weird a day, Yeah, we've, we've done what two hours of this and we've probably got another five or six to go my voice, oh is, voice is already on the, uh, on the wane So um, yeah, do join us next week because we've got two more exciting categories coming up with loads and loads of products from all the manufacturers you'd expect and some that you wouldn't expect um, if you want to join in the conversation uh, after you've listened to this best thing to do is go to the Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum i think there's going to be probably a, a post up every day which is the official post that you can comment on hopefully it'll be spoiler free we'll try and hide the comments in some way so it's spoiler free um and uh, yeah do get involved i think it's uh, it's going to be some heated discussion after today's uh today's episode i think so thanks very much for listening and we'll speak to you tomorrow bye bye, bye, bye.
4: cheers gang